Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. Tuesday, January 18th, 2023. Greetings to all of our fiercely frozen friends out there. Holy shit, it's cold. I don't know uh, what part of the world you live in when you're hearing this, but uh, in the deep south in the United States of America, it is fucking cold. Yeah. We've turned into uh, the tundra. Just a bit. Yes. But you know, I have an answer for why it's so fucking cold outside. It's winter. (laughs) Georgia has finally frozen over. Oh. Because my goddamn bulldogs did the goddamn thing. For the first time in 41 years, can I get a go dogs? Can I get a motherfucking go dogs? Go dogs! Roll to hat. Okay. Huh? What was that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the flutes were kicking no, in congr- and I had to kick it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I will be the first to say congratulations to the dogs. Bravo. Thank you, Thank you sir. Thank you. On behalf need- of the entire team, uh, I will accept... And say thank you. And Um, I will say, I knew when our only fucking receiver left, (laughs) went out of the game, that it was done. (laughs) No, I'm 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 not making excuses or anything. But in when that shit happened, I knew it was over. I knew he was he was our only fucking starter that was in the game. Well, before we before we get into all that, I want I want to just go back to the congratulations on the natty part because that's the part that. that I like. Yeah. yeah. And it's 41 years, man. It's a it's long nice. fucking time. I've been getting quite a few of those from a lot of my friends that uh, either are dog fans. Most of them that are not dog fans were like, I know that Jim's probably pretty fucking stoked right now. So I would like to just first off say, uh, I'd like to thank God, uh, my family, <laughs> and the University of Georgia for finally getting over this hump and giving me this opportunity to buy new Georgia gear. And with that being said, I'll be talking mad trash for the next three to five years to the University of Florida fans, who are still the bottom feeders of all things in life. They deserve nothing good and will get nothing but my best effort at making them feel as bad about their team as their team feels about playing the game of football. Thank you and God bless. Well said. And go fucking dogs. Very nice. Yes, I will not stop and and take this moment. Uh, to only be happy, I will still use it as an opportunity to talk shit to the Gators because fuck them forever. <laughs> Do you need <laughs> fuck them guys? Is an opportunity needed? Well, you know, I don't want this to all of a sudden be like, oh, well, you must just only be like, wow, Kirby's so good, and what a football game, and you know the the plays and the interception and the 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 tears of happiness and the the weight of a life time of not ever experiencing no i mean we'll get to that but first of all uh i'm just happy that it's us and not florida (laughs) well i I, i'm gonna say this and i I believe this i believe georgia fans deep down inside right now they love alabama they love them they love us you guys love us you know you do (laughs) you know you do and you know why because we not only did did you get the biggest fucking moment in 41 years, you got a, I, I mean, probably one of the biggest moments in college football, period. 
because you, everybody knows everybody knows what Alabama's done over the past ten years, and for Georgia to come in and play the game that they did and win that game, you gotta you gotta have a little love for Alabama, dude. They they put they put Georgia for this that like all right say it was Florida and you beat them that's, that's no big deal Mm-mm. Florida ain't done shit say you say it was Florida in the national championship now I know you'd be happy because you beat the shit out of the Gators but you beat a fucking top tier in the history of college football team a dynasty yes you beat a dynasty and so. For me, anyway, sure. I'm not a I'm not a shit talking dude. When it comes to football, I'm all on the field. When the game's over, it's over. Yeah, it's I I I, I don't talk shit. I, I'm not like getting in people's face. Oh, take that motherfucker! Oh, you know I don't do that shit because I know how the game of football can go. Yeah. <laughs> I know I know anything can happen in the fourth quarter. Anything can happen in the fourth, especially in college football. Sure, I I match people's shit talking equally to what they're dishing out yeah if they're not shit talking i won't shit talk yeah and i don't even get in it i don't even get in it i know but now that the season's over this is typically when a lot of the shit talking goes on oh well just wait you don't even know my new coach we pulled a couple recruits away from georgia so we're gonna kick your ass remember out of the last two seasons it's it's a one in one record between our yeah 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 suck all my balls um I will shit talk. If the shit talk greets me at the door, I will answer it and I will dish it back. Now, and as a fan, you have every right to. Oh, that's yes. half the fun of being yeah. a fan. Yeah. Mm. I don't have to run stadium stairs or lift weights or <laughs> right. you know, catch passes or memorize a playbook. I just get to be happy when they win and severely depressed when they lose. Because that's the role of being a fan. Yeah. And apparently severely anxious in awaiting the game oh, actually we'll get to that. starting. We'll get to that. But I want to <laughs> I want to address what you just said, Doug. Uh, I understand where you're coming from, but uh, I I unequivocally disagree. Georgia does not <laughs> love Alabama. You do not love them. No, because Alabama became a dynasty at the expense of Georgia. Remember 2012? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. SEC championship. 10 yards short of scoring a game-winning touchdown that launched Bama into a natty against Notre Dame, which we all know Georgia would have beat the fuck out of. They have no, they had no business being in that natty. The national championship was the SEC championship. So, and then you fast forward to obviously 2017 natty, where it was Georgia versus Bama. You won a, a national championship over because like you had to beat us to no, get that. Right, so right. and then again the next year, twenty eighteen, the SEC championship, you beat us and then go on to, you know, do great things. Right, right. So a lot of the success, in fact, a fucking assload of the dynasty that Alabama fans have enjoyed for so long has come strictly by beating Georgia. And so that's no, why I say no. Now we don't like it's you. different. We don't like Alabama. It's different. It was, and, it and, was, and look, and like, dude, I've said this fucking a thousand times on this podcast. Probably, I mean, it's it, that's that's the future. The next ten years of college football are Alabama and Georgia. The next five years are going to be really fucking interesting. They're they're going to be really interesting. That's why I said uh, the SEC game this year. You know, when you when we were talking about 
on the last podcast, you know, you were talking about, <clears throat> you know, you didn't want to get your hopes up and all that shit. I was like, I knew how beat up we were. I knew, I mean, I knew Alabama was beat to shit. Mm-hmm. Now, we were beat up more than I thought we were because I thought uh, one of our defensive backs was going to be in the game against her, but he wasn't there either, you know. Mm-hmm. So, we were we were missing some key fucking players that we needed to have against a team like Georgia. Yeah. That's why I said in that podcast it's going to be a very different game. And and it was. It was a completely different game. But aren't those missing players against a third uh, starting out third string quarterback? Yeah, third string walk on two star quarterback. I would say at that point in the season, every team has injuries and every team has players no, that have to yeah. step up. That goes directly to depth, recruiting, and coaching. Right. And and we and and in defense of Alabama, our fucking <laughs> recruits, no. Dude, these guys, these dudes stepped up. Now they did drop a shitload of passes. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that and Saban was fucking going ballistic, I guaranteed. Yeah. Um I think because he, of that. He knew his but he, he knew they weren't ready. He knew his roster and that's why at the end of the game he was smiling and yeah. Yeah, he exactly. was jovial in loss right. in defeat. Because he I'll say, I'll say this. This was Saban's best coaching uh run this year. Right. With that talent g- taking him as far as right, right. they got. Yeah. Cuz young team, young. Cuz I'll be honest, y'all had no fucking business whatsoever even being in the playoffs. <laughs> I know. Um, if Auburn would have handled their shit, if Auburn wasn't such a shit program, that's right. See, I got shit for Auburn too. I'm good. I'm good with you there. Um, <laughs> fuck Auburn. I mean, you're always going to have shit for Auburn though. <laughs> yes. As a Georgia fan, there are yeah. certain and ties a, that you must live up to. An Alabama worry, I'll get, man. I'll get yeah. to Tennessee in a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if Auburn would have just, I don't know, acted like a football team that knows how to win a game at home, then None of this would have even been a fucking... Uh, Georgia would have had to take a different path to get to the result they had, and I will give you this credit. It would not have been nearly as sweet. This was this was as perfect as a Georgia fan, This, and I'm speaking for all the Bulldog Nation. This was as perfect <laughs> of a storybook ending to... A lifetime of pain. And that's why I say you should love Alabama a little bit. No. <laughs> that's no. exactly why I, I, I stopped to think back over, like, we could have shaved a decade off if it wasn't for Alabama. So fuck those guys. Come on, Jim. Come on. You know I, you I can us. never, I can respect, but never love. You know you love us. No. No. I'm, it couldn't have gone any other way right. for it to have reached the peak feels. Right. Because... And congratulations, like I said. I I, I have no uh, – it was a great fucking game. You know, it was uh, – Georgia played. They they showed up. You yeah. know, they showed up and they fucking played. The, the last three touchdowns that Georgia scored were all by either first-year starters or freshmen. Right. Which is also first-year starter. So it, that's where I was like, I hear you on the not having Mechie and Jamison Williams because those are two – game-changing players by themselves, regardless of what class they are. Right. Um, Georgia, if people don't remember, uh, were without three of their top pass catchers for the whole fucking season. Uh, Dominic Blaylock has been out for over a year. George Pickens missed the whole fucking year. He came in and had like one catch per yeah, game yeah, in the last three games. Yeah, but you're talking about the whole season, so the other guys have played. 
that, yeah, that, you know, and also Arik Gilbert, who's supposed to be a Jameson, uh, James Williams type player, never even suited up, and so some credit also goes to depth and development. Oh yeah, um, to get players that are that young to play. Um, on that level, you know, play as well as they did on that stage. Because yeah. they could have just as easily shit the bed because the moment's too big. No, I know. Well, uh, Kirby, dude, Kirby knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. He's a, he, you know, he knows what he's doing when rec- with recruiting and all of that shit. Did you see uh, Arch Manning? <laughs> have you have you been reading about him? I know that our entire coaching Five staff <laughs> went. Five fucking schools that are that are after him. Oh, every are, school's no, after him. No, I know, but he's he has narrowed it down to five. Yeah, and the top two are Alabama and Georgia. Yeah, that and it's gonna be, be like that for the next year. Yeah, um, you know he he's still he's not he's not even coming up until the class of twenty twenty three. So right. there's still a lot of time there. But I do know that our entire coaching staff went to go watch him play basketball. Um, and well, here's one thing that you'll understand, Doug: winning a natty is the best recruiting tool. That any school can have. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. That's why Alabama's been so fucking stocked up for 10 years, dude. Because Alabama was using that as a negative recruiting tool against Georgia if there was a player like Archie Manning. Right. That they're top two. They couldn't make a decision between Bama and Georgia. And it took... The only way that it could have happened is the way that it happened. Going through Saban, beating Bama, while it also being a natty... Um. And I like I've referenced this before when the Braves were on their uh, on their way to a World Series. I said I would much rather Georgia win the Natty than the Braves win the World Series if I have to pick one. Uh, something weird fucking happened. I think that's why it's frozen outside. Just <laughs> because uh, we were in hell and yeah. hell froze over. <laughs> yes, we've been in hell for a while now, and it finally froze over. Um, but. I, I can't put into words how much this means to Georgia fans. Oh, no, I, I, I agree. I And I know, I know that. Because like in 09, Saban's first natty with Bama, y'all weren't clamoring for 40 years or anything like that. And also, I don't hear any Bama fans uh, wanting to hear too much from Texas fans about the fact that Colt McCoy went out in the first quarter and uh, that being any less or more important as to like to delegitimize or de take any significance away from Saban's first natty at Bama. Um, it's a, it's a part of the game. It's a part of the game. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. The next five years are going to be nuts. It's going to be fucking crazy. I don't know if, uh, there's another natty in Georgia's future. Oh yeah, there I, is. I'm there a, is. I'm a fan, but I never, I never make guarantees. I never say we're going to do this and we got three more coming in the next 10 years. And no, to me, that's just retarded. The expansion of the playoff is going to make it even more interesting. And I think it's also going to make it very unpredictable as far as, you know, both Alabama and Georgia's ability to actually compete. I mean, sure, they've got uh, the depth chart. They've, I mean, been recruiting like crazy, but at the same time, uh, we're kind of getting into territory that we don't know exactly how that's going to impact those teams. Well, and there's some wild shit going down all at the same time. You got NIL, which has gone fucking insane. It's only been uh, active for like less than six months. Right. And it's already, it's it it gave Texas A&M a number one recruiting class. Right. 
because uh, they they bought their recruits, and that's fine. I remember when we when we Can were you specify a, nil. Um, yep. Okay, but I remember when we were first talking about nil coming up, what it is, what it means, and it's uh, you, robbery. It's well, <laughs> nil stands for name, image, and likeness. Players now can get compensated for their name, image, and likeness, which means they can pick up promotional deals. They can be spokespersons. They can be sponsored. They can get paid. Immediately what happens is that you have startup companies that come up out of nowhere that are just boosters with big pocketbooks that are now using their company as like a front to just shovel out money to players to get them to come to that and play for the school that that he's paying them to come play for. Which is why I said it never happened. But we've we've had this discussion before. Yeah. Um and anybody, and I, it, I'll, I'll always say it, anybody that is making that argument uh, has to acknowledge that that was already happening. Um, it's just now that they can tell you about it and be open. Now you can actually see what they're making. Um, I mean, there's a guy down in Miami who put it out there. Here's my, here's the six players that I'm personally paying. This guy's, I'm paying him 42000 36000 25000 whatever. And he's got it laid, laid, laid out in front of you. Um, Texas A&M or basically said, we're going to pay you $50,000 if you're a five-star and you come to this school. And so that's that's how it starts. It's going to throw things into a weird space, and then it's going to get regulated to fucking hell and back because it's going to create stink, and then they're going to they're gonna put caps on it. It's going to be no different. Like The big difference right now is the college football is the wild, wild west compared to the NFL. NFL, you got salary cap, you got contracts, you got fucking all the, you got attorneys that are involved. In college football, it's a madhouse right now because nothing has really been going on long enough for them to really get their arms around it. And even Nick Saban came out and he said, this is going to be bad for football. They need to change and implement some regulations. Otherwise, basically what he, what he said, what he implied was, I will learn how to work the system and I'll still destroy you at this. Right. This isn't going to change as far as like making a bad team good overnight. I'll just learn how to how to work and game the system better than any of you guys cuz I have the staff that I can pay to figure out loopholes to where I'm still going to dominate. And so this to me it's not about dominating or not dominating. To me it's always been about like players shouldn't get in trouble for being compensated for their value that they provide to the public and that's where i've always been um and that's where that'll never change for me well I like i said i'm not against players getting paid i'm not against that but i am all for them all getting the same fucking amount of money i am all for that and not only that like i said they're in a fucking they get a scholarship and and when you have you know when you have a scholarship to go to a school that's worth three hundred grand easy you know depending yeah I mean if you're at a top tier school you're at Alabama or Georgia or somewhere like that fucking tuition's insane it's insane and so I mean you know you can look at it however you want to look at it but I mean I I don't think it's a good idea yeah good idea bad idea it's here. We're gonna have to deal with it. Getting back to your, uh, or yeah, to what you said a, a while ago, Arana. You know, who knows what the next five to ten years is going to be? Um, and you cited playoff expansion, and I just happen to say, well, it's no. There's 
there's like three converging trains that are in the midst of colliding right now. You got the transfer portal, which has gone off the fucking rails. I to know. me, that is worse than NIL. Yeah, that is that is bad. The transfer portal um, is fucking horrible. You got the transfer portal, you got NIL, you got potential and likely playoff expansion, and not to mention all the coaches that immediately uh, are just all over the fucking place. New coaches fucking everywhere, teams firing coaches um, and hiring even worse ones. Those those programs are just going to have to fucking figure it out. Everybody's clawing to be on the mountaintop when everybody should, especially in college, you got to build a program. And that shit takes time. The only thing that I don't like is like this immediate knee jerk. Oh, I didn't start for one year. I'm transferring it the fuck out of here. Same thing. Same reason why I hate the NFL. The fucking Dolphins, uh, they had a, what, a 7-1 and one run? Yeah, yeah. fucking got and then they fired the coach. I know, that's fu- that is the fucking dumbest, every every fucking Dolphin fan knows this. It's the dumbest fucking thing that, that the management has done yeah. in years at yeah. Miami. And and what they're doing is they're putting all their eggs on in Tua's basket. You know, that's what it is. The Flores, at, at, from the beginning of the season, it said he wasn't hip on Tua. You know, he's he's yeah. not, you know, he was wanting to go to another quarterback. And the and the general, boy, the general manager and the management and the office, all of them there, Greer especially, he's he's hard on Tua. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's, he, he's not going to, he's not going to bring in any coach. Um, And I was just reading an article right before we started the podcast, actually. Uh, they were talking about that the next coach at Miami has one year, and that's retarded to to do to 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 and do what they got to do. And that's and, why, and, and that is retarded. That yeah. is fucking stupid. And there's a multitude of reasons why I think the NFL is subpar to college football, and that is that you have impatient, knee jerk owners that are so used to being successful and being surrounded by yes men, they can't understand why they're not succeeding at this. Right. They've crushed every other part of their life. You know, I I, I built up a company big enough that I can own an NFL franchise. I, I told them to win. Why aren't they winning? And it's because they don't get it because they skipped a lot of steps in life. Um, yeah. And, and that's, that's a big part of what makes the NFL absolute hot dog shit. Is like, for example, it took Kirby six years to win an Addy, which is lightning fast in college football. Um, but w- have you ever heard of an NFL coach getting six years to do the same? No. no. If you're not Super Bowl fucking ready, within two years, you're fucking on the well, hot Flores seat. What Flores did year. in two years at Miami was amazing. Yeah. Um, it, it was. I mean, even though we had a shit first half of the season our second half of the season boy they just lit the fuck up they were the team that i knew that they could be and um for the for dude for them to get rid of him that is a huge mistake it is huge and it might this might be the downfall of miami for Again, another fucking twenty years. <laughs> you know, I welcome mean, to the fifth it, downfall yeah, yeah. of the Miami Dolphins uh, uh, of the two thousands for another fucking twenty years. Well, I think it's about to get very interesting for the NFL, anyways, with two uh, separate rival companies coming up. I hope, I hope it does because I hope the USFL takes off. I hope, 
I didn't even know the XFL was still around. I just found that out last night with The Rock being on the Manning cast. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I'm the owner of the XFL and we're fucking coming in to fuck yep. shit up. And right. I was like, what? Yeah. The XFL's yeah. back for the third time? Yeah. Okay. Well, I still find it very interesting that they're that they were advertising that on a NFL paid program. Well, I think the USFL is gonna shake some shit up this time. I really do, and I hope. And like I said, I, I want you to go to a game with me, dude. We should go to the first fucking Birmingham Stallions game. I know honest. it's a Birmingham <laughs> team and all of that, but it's the closest we've got. I'll be honest; I have no interest. I didn't I grow know, up man, with it. But come it on. means nothing to me. Jump on the bus. Here's my point: uh, if the USFL does become something, it will be a few years. It sure. will be hot dog doo doo for the first. I don't, I don't years, know. I don't know, man. Oh, I it think will. they're gonna. I it think will because every other thing that has gone up against the NFL this century has been hot doo doo, um, and eventually went bankrupt. So it's much like Georgia going up against Bama. Until I see something do something other than what I've seen, I can't say that it's going to do anything. I want it to, but I. I USFL is going to have something this time that they didn't have the last time. See, this and that's is TV money. This is where that I is, love that's money for games on TV. I love the things that you have hope in mm-hmm. because I'm equally as bewildered as what you have like complete like black pilled on. Uh, it's yeah. like college football so, is going to go to the shitters because they're paying players openly. Oh, well, the hopefully, USFL hopefully. Is gonna, be on the mountain <laughs> and I'm like Dang. hopefully hopefully I'll be dead before that happens in college football but I mean it's just I just think it's a it's a bad I just think that's a bad idea no I know I know uh, and it, we don't it, have to read ash it, it. yeah just, yeah yeah and and but USFL this is the thing about USFL that I really dig this time around because I you know in the 80s I was there when they tried it in the 80s and they got squashed but this time you have to think about the caliber of players that there are now that don't make it in the NFL, but if they come to the USFL and they become stars of the USFL and then they go back into the NFL and they're fucking high-caliber players, you're going to see a lot of that. And and if that happens, it'll turn the, it'll almost be like uh, basketball was when I was a kid, you know? You had the uh, the American League and the National League of basketball, like NBA, and yeah, something and, else, and the AB, ABA, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and American basketball, yeah, and and the American basketball, so you know they had the red, white, and the the red and blue and white, the balls, Harlem you know, Glo- Globetrotters yeah. ball, yeah, well, yeah, but they and and you know Julius Irving played in that league, yeah, you know he was, I mean, it was it. This could be like that. This could be like. Um, you know, and of course the NBA wound wound up taking over, but um, I see this as as like basketball was when I was a kid, and and if they can make this happen and make it happen right, and and have it where players are going back and forth, you know, from the NFL to the, it'll make both leagues better. It it will make them both better because. If you because obviously the USFL is going to take years for it to be anywhere near like the NFL. Yeah, you know it would take years to do that. So what the NFL could do is use the USFL to build their players up. You know, almost like a farm league. 
you know i got you and 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 then bring them into the nfl and if that happens a few times and players get traded it boosts the usfl you know because yeah. you see all these players coming from the usfl going into the nfl and they're like fucking killer fucking players yeah that's I, the way i see it that's the way i hope it works out this time it would be great for the nfl and the usfl to play each other that would be the ultimate thing for me. It would take 20 years to get yes. to that yeah. point. But yep. I, if if I was leader of everything, um, NFL exclusively, the way you make the NFL better, in my opinion, is undo all the things that they've done over the last 25 years. And, and then some. I would expand the rosters uh, to have more depth so that if your ace receiver goes down, you're not fucked for a whole year. Um I would get rid of the either get rid of the salary cap or double it because what's happening now is you have all these impatient fucking hot-headed owners overpaying three players so that you can't afford the rest of the team and so you have no depth at all um and then if one of those three top players gets hurt you're fucked you're totally fucked um I'm I'm obviously speaking from an Atlanta Falcons perspective but I would I would break I would get rid of all the corporate contracts I would get them all out I would get corporate interest out of the sport entirely and I would go to more of the model of what the Green Bay Packers have and that's uh, fan based fan based yeah. ownership right. where they are the ones uh, as a group that yeah. at least have some say in what the fuck goes down with their team right, right. now obviously uh, the general manager hasn't acted in the interest of the fans, so I think that they should fucking oust him. I think they should have immediately fucking oust him um, and let the fans dictate kind of what goes down with their team. Right. Because you can't tell me that Green Bay doesn't still exhibit all of the qualities that makes football football. You have an outdoor stadium. It's traditional as fuck. It's not this newfangled thing that they right, built right. just to get a Super Bowl there. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, no, that's it's a corporate fucking shit. old ass stadium with a. They did heat it. <laughs> they yeah. did put a heater yeah, up they, under you it. Know, but, they, you know, they, they put AC in yeah. an old '57 Chevy. <laughs> yeah, but um, but to me that is more pure football, and it's actually more like what college is, right? Where they're playing in non-corporate owned right. structures, exactly. That is paid for by actual people with the interest in the school right. and with the team that's also why i'm not against nil is to let the fan base dictate more about what happens with their team than some corporate fucking jack off in a fucking boardroom i would agree with everything you said about the nfl but i would add one thing no more free agency yeah, or uh, get rid of that five shit. five year minimum time on a team before you can. There you go. Have, like, that, I, I'd, I'd go with that. I don't, go think, for that. I don't think anybody should be stuck in a place against their will. Right. Well, um, you know, it, it, like because think of it this way: if there's no free agency, Antonio Brown would still be a Steeler, <laughs> <laughs> and all he would be doing is destroying that team from the inside out. So you, you do want them to have a pathway to get the fuck out without, I guess there would just be a lot of players getting fired. Right, <laughs> I don't know. Right. There'd be other ways around that, but I get what you're saying. Um, one last thing, and I forgot, uh, I forgot to mention this, but this kind of ties in with the corporate lean in with the NFL. I would uh, stop the commercials for the military. Yeah. I would stop televising the fucking national anthem and I would stop with all the politi politization. I would stop with the, gay ass pink month known as October 
Stop having all these causes and just play the goddamn game. If you want to donate to the military using NFL funds, do it on your own fucking time. Right. If you want to donate to breast cancer, fucking have a special on Friday night uh, and tell us all the things that you did. But stop wearing pink at the goddamn NFL. It clashes with every fucking uh, uniform. So <laughs> if you want to be gay about it, it's fucking it's fucking hideous. <laughs> um, and I would t- I would rip off every end racism or unity equity bullshit that's printed at the end of every end zone and on every team beanie with their logo on it. And I would get rid of I would stay the fuck out of all of that shit and let your sport be the only thing that speaks for your league. Yeah, bring it back to for the love of the fucking game. Yeah. You know, I mean, the the fact that uh, they're throwing it to everything else um, and all these social issues, it further underlines just how much their numbers are dwindling, that they're trying to pull so many people onto the bandwagon. Yeah. I mean, and and they keep saying like, oh, this was the, the most watch this and the, the most watch wild card game ever. And I'm like, I don't buy it. But then again, maybe that's where my disconnect is, because in the region that we live in, college football is king. Like this is a college football. This is a Georgia Bulldogs and Atlanta Braves part of the world. And the Falcons are fourth. Maybe. I think the Hawks are more popular than the Falcons around here now. But it's who? Yeah, those guys. <laughs> but it's um. you guys have a football team. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, we got uniforms and all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they practice. <laughs> yeah. They have a coach. Yeah, uh, and a quarterback. They got a big ass stadium too. But um, fuck, what was it going at? Here's the thing. I've never had to take two Xanax to watch a Falcons game, <laughs> and I had to do that before the national yeah. championship. <laughs> I was fucking. I was telling myself the whole time, even here on this here very podcast that you hear my voice on, I even said, oh, I'm not going to have hope. I'm going to go in with no expectations. And I even told myself the morning of. Oh, you completely shut down. Oh, you yeah. You didn't answer your phone all day. You oh, were fucking, oh, man, it was. No, I, I sent him a text message because I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I don't think I'm going to have anywhere to watch the game. Why don't I go over to house. Jimbo's? <laughs> and he's just like. Dude, I can't handle it. He's like, I, nobody's coming over here. Can't I, talk yeah. right now. No, no. Can't do it. And that's another thing. It's like, I don't think people understand. <laughs> when I say I'm a fan, I'm a fucking fan. When I say that this game means so goddamn much, I can't explain that to somebody who doesn't feel the same way as I do. I woke up that morning. I texted my mom. She was all giddy. Hey, it's it's national championship day. Just trying to like, just trying to breathe through these next few hours and kind of keep it low, kind of get ready for the game. And I was like, "Yep, yeah, me too." Even if the dogs lose, I I know what that feels like. I can handle it. I'm just gonna chill. I came back home at three thirty p.m. from work because I just couldn't fucking drive any further. I was just like, I'm my chest is hurting. Well, like I said, and I will give the I'll say this about the Georgia win. Um, 41 years is a long fucking time. Um, I've never gone through that as an Alabama fan. I mean, you know, when I was a kid, Bear Bryant was just fucking chewing everybody's ass. And, uh, and then when he left, 
Um, there was a few years of shit and then Gene Stallings came in and I always thought, I thought that was the f- fucking dumbest thing Alabama ever did was letting Gene Stallings go. Cause after Gene Stallings, now this is where I feel like you, <laughs> when Gene Stallings left Alabama, there were years of just shit. Years of suck. I mean, just fucking sucking. And, and I think it's worse to have it and then lose it for a long period of time than to never have it and then get it. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't know. I, I'm I, would, a, I wouldn't know. I would have to go yeah, ask Auburn and, and yeah, Florida fans what yeah, that feels and, like. And that's why that and, and, I, and I'm Tennessee here to, fans. I'm here to say that it is because I remember when I I will never forget the day that uh Saban announced he was going to Alabama. Um I was of course, a Dolphins fan, you know, he was at Miami, um, just fucking like, you could tell he just didn't give a fuck at yeah. Miami. He didn't give a shit. He was just taking the check. He was a I college guess. coach out of water. Right. And, 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 and he thought that, you know, he thought that they were going to do everything that he wanted them to do because he, he, in college, that's the way he did it, you know, and he got to the pros and he saw that there was so much shit that he had no control over. Yeah. And he didn't like that. So when he came back into college and he announced he was going to Alabama, that day, that day was fucking, it was like, it. I felt on that day like you did when Georgia won the national championship. Highly doubt it. <laughs> I, 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 I guarantee you it was pretty fucking close because um, I knew, I, when I knew if, if Alabama was going to put up the fucking money for Saban, I knew if they were going to put up that much money that Saban would come in and turn that shit around. And that's exactly what he did. And, and, and it's been, like you said, a fucking dynasty ever since. And so I, I, like I said, to lose it, to have it when I was a kid and then lose it and then have it again. I, dude, I know your pain. See, I do. No, well, I but, know it. But for and, us, and, and I know, and I know it's been your whole life. I, I realize that. Yeah. Only but you got to look at you got to look at another thing with <clears throat> with me. I lived my whole life in a fucking state without an NFL team, and and for me, so have I. Even, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got one but, masquerading as but, one. Uh, I'm just, but I'm, you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I. I I lived, you know, I was born in a state with no NFL team. So, um, you know, I, you know, I, it was either, you know, I could gravitate to Atlanta, Miami or New Orleans, whatever's the closest to where I'm fucking living. You sure. Know? And Miami was, when I was a kid, it was, it was a no brainer. I, I mean, watching fucking greasy and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just insane. And so <laughs> to, to have, to, when when you look at uh, football in Alabama and you realize we don't have a baseball team, we don't have a pro basketball team, we don't have a pro football team, we don't have a pro anything. College football is it. Mm-hmm. That is it. And so, um, you at least you have the Braves, you got the Falcons, you got the Hawks, you got all of that shit here in Georgia, but you've got none of that in Alabama. So. And when Alabama wins the national championship, it's the Super Bowl, the World Series, the fucking it. That's what it is in the state of Alabama. And I don't think that people appreciate that. 
No, I, I really, I, I definitely don't because I, I don't think that people I, can I, can grasp that because that, you no, know. because you can still be a fan of whatever team you want. You have no, the, no, I understand. Here's the, here's the beauty of living in a state without a professional team: you have the freedom <laughs> to, to be a fan of whatever team you want. <laughs> right? You're yeah. not beholden to be a fan of the team that you're geographically right, tied but, to. But you want to be so a fan of your I'm home team. I'm respectfully saying I appreciate the sentiment, but there's no way in hell unless. <laughs> You're a 39 to 40 year old lifelong dog fan because it would be different if like Vanderbilt just sprung up out of nowhere and won a natty. All their fans would be like, oh, cool. We did a thing. Right. They haven't had the longing for it their entire lives where all they ever had was to watch old grainy film of Herschel Walker jumping over the goal line against Notre Dame in a game that they weren't even alive for. Right. And that they had never they had never attained and to make it worse, with the salt and the wounds, you got so close so many times, only to have it ripped away. And so when I'm watching Georgia, I'm not thinking about the Braves or Hawks or Falcons or any of that shit. When, I'm, when I say that this means more, because I've experienced world championships with Atlanta Braves, this one tops all of them. Well, not the first one. But it tops the last one right. by a fucking mile, by a million miles, by in, in miles times infinity plus one. It's not even close. It's it's when the when the Braves were in the World Series this past year. Like I said, I didn't have to miss work. Come home, take a couple of Xanax, take a nap, turn my phone <laughs> off, stop <laughs> stop answering to friends and family. Um, that's what I'm talking about. No, by this I, no, means. I something that I can't really express in words that had they lost, it would have been a very familiar feeling, but I don't, and I know I'm a little more crazy about college football than even people that claim to like college football. Like my mom is a diehard Georgia fan. She fucking cried for hours after we won last Monday, but mom doesn't devote the amount of time. Like does anybody else here listen to a daily podcast about their favorite college football team that's two hours long every fucking day? Do do you follow the players in high school and know the fourth string quarterback and what his state records were? It's it's an obsession to a degree with me. It's unhealthy. I get it. It ain't good. It affects my health in very negative ways. I'm not saying it's a good thing. All I'm saying is is that I'm not the only one, and because it was such a long, arduous road. There's a fuckload of people out there. I saw them all face-to-face last Saturday in Athens for the parade. This was like the biggest exhale. And like I said, I don't know if if Kirby and Georgia's got uh, more natties coming, but if they do, none of them will come fucking anywhere close to this one. It's the first one that's the biggest, and thank God that's behind us so that it can just stop being a, a thing. Oh, Georgia can't get over the hump. 1980, fucking 1980, those goddamn Florida fans. Hey, 2008, motherfucker, 2008. Where the fuck is your natty? And I think that's another part of it, is the lifelong of just having to hear it from everybody all the goddamn time. And for at least eight months, we don't have to. And goddamn, that's a good feeling. I hear you. <laughs> well, God bless you, brah. Whew. But I know, I know this has been the longest fucking run on football talk we've ever had on this podcast. And I'm 
getting all personal with the accomplishments of men who don't know who I am, nor will ever. Yeah. Well, hey, dude, it's 41 years of glory here. You know? <laughs> We're talking 41 years of glory in 49 minutes. Yeah, yeah, and I'd like to pretend that, you know, my lack of actually speaking about anything has anything to do with the fact that I have not much to say about college football, but... I don't know. At this point in time, I feel like uh, y'all have seen the movie Train Spotting. Mm-hmm. You know the part. It's towards the beginning. Dude's on copious amounts of drugs and ends up in the toilet and is just looking up from leagues under. That's kind of how I feel right now. It's like I feel like I'm. I think he's saying we're shit, Doug. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I think he's saying he's laying in shit. Yeah, looking up at us. Yeah, I think that. I feel it. like I'm observing this moment from leagues under, as opposed to actually being part of it. Yeah, I mean, a little bit of it is like you you have to grow up like with Georgia decor and your and your next year baby crib. And you have like Georgia Bulldog blankets from the time you're an infant and still have my Alabama pillow. And you know, you know, you know if the dogs won or lost because well, mommy and daddy are arguing. Yeah. <laughs> I, had Al- I had an Alabama telephone. Huh? You yeah. know how hard those were to get in the 80s? <laughs> they were, huh? Huh? Those were fucking hard as hell to get. But I did. I had an Alabama fucking push button phone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I, I remember going to fucking georgia games when they were hot shit in the late 80s early 90s like this isn't something that you know oh they started to get good in 2000 so i that's when i became a fan it's a college football and this is why i love college football because it's a family thing it's a regional thing it's a pride thing it's a community thing it's a it's a social thing it's it's, that's that's every college around the country because every college has traditions, yep. chants, yep, different ways to tailgate, yep, um, different mimes that you do at certain parts in the game. If you don't know it, you don't fit in, so you better learn it. And it's a culture. You don't have that with the pros, hardly at all. Except, well, maybe except the Buffalo Bills. Those guys are pretty fucking awesome. Did you see that they threw a fucking dildo? Out into the end zone against the Patriots the other night, and it made it on live TV. It was a big one, too. <laughs> no, I did not see that. I respect the Buffalo. I mean, I respect the up north teams because I I think that they love, a lot of them love their teams as much as I love mine. Yes. And yes, I like they, seeing that. Yes. It's hardcore. They're hardcore fans up there. And it's, you know, when you get up north, you're talking about, Close proximity, mm-hmm. you know, very mm-hmm. close. Oh yeah, uh, I mean you you go from the Eagles to to the Giants to, to the Jets Redskins. to the fucking Redskins. All of those teams are within like a couple hundred miles of each other. You yeah, know? yeah. And uh, like if you're a Denver Broncos fan, yeah. you're fucking stuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> John Elway or bust, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, it. But that you know, it's it, it's proximity up there. It's a lot like living in the city up yeah. there you know it's uh and the, and they they do they breed some hardcore nfl fans up there maybe it's just the staunch right winger in me that i just love regional like battles like i i love like i like watching high school football because the one I, thing I, mean, I fucking hate more than any fucking thing are people that like grew up in Chicago, but are San Francisco 49ers fans. Right. It's like, what yeah. the fuck? No, you don't get to do that. Yeah. Like, 
a lot of friends that I grew up with were Florida State fans or Florida fans because they were good in the 90s. And I'm like, you guys, y'all motherfuckers do not get to enjoy this shit uh, that went down this week. Fuck, fuck, fuck off. <laughs> this is not, no. Fuck, fuck, fuck off. No, I, I think in order to buy the team's gear that you claim to root for, you got to answer a fucking questionnaire. Because it is, it's, it's, a, it's a cult. It's a really big, uh, hopefully nonviolent cult. <laughs> hopefully nonviolent. But like, it I, I've I found it interesting and funny, and I do every time you do this, Arona, and this is something that you do <laughs> mo- with most everything. Sure, is like I can I can look back. Doug and I can look back and talk about games from ten, fifteen years ago, and like who made a big play, or you know, hey, do you remember? Um, you remember that run by Derrick Henry in this game, whatever, against this guy, and he trucked over that dude? Be like, fuck yeah. So we remember things that way about sports, but when we're talking about sports, you're like, hey, this reminds me of a movie. Yeah. And I, it, it happens so often, it still takes me by surprise. It's, just, <laughs> it's like, because whatever we're talking about, I'll just be into it about that, and you're like... This reminds me of the longest yard, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, but in the prison, it has yeah. nothing to do with football. It's something totally else. Because <laughs> I mean, yeah. when, I'm you ne- up, when you brought up Train Spotting, I was like, the only thing I remember about that movie <laughs> is the baby across the ceiling yeah. turning its fucking head. Yeah. Other yeah. than that, I couldn't tell you shit about that fucking thing. But I, I do. I've never been encyclopedic about sports. It's never been a thing for me. I mean, the only time that that was kind of not the case was from 91 to probably 96 with the Braves. I mean, I could have told you the roster frontwards and backwards. Jeff Blauser, second base. He was the fucking man. Mark Lemke, shortstop. Guy's got a quick arm. (laughs) Otis Nixon, one of the greatest snorters of cocaine (laughs) that has ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Those walls weren't going to jump themselves, man. (laughs) There you go. And John Rocker, the greatest uh, racist of all time that can throw a fastball like a motherfucker. Well, inspiration no. for a series on HBO. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the only reason why uh, he's so great is because of Eastbound and Down spawning yes. off of that. Yes, that but was great. I did not know that that was uh, actually. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, wow. dude. Watch the first, very first one. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I saw an interview with uh, uh, Danny McBride. Yes. Yeah. Statesboro's own. Yeah. Really? <laughs> He's born and raised in Statesboro. States oh, yeah. Holy fuck! Was, That's what's wrong with him. him. Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like Statesboro Jordan. Yeah. yeah, he's got the Statesboro strut down. He does. Like, he does. It doesn't matter what role he's in. Yeah, it's the same motherfucker. Yep. And Statesboro will do that to you. Yeah, yeah. it'll yeah. put some stank on you that does not wash off. I mean, Danny McBride does look like the the kind of person that even if he doesn't have a mullet. It still like looks like he has a mullet. No, oh, dude, he can he can shave his head and like come back in an hour or two, and it's like mullet in yep, progress. Yep, yep. I mean, it's it's <laughs> he's undoubtedly just always going to be that guy. So we won't get into it because I don't want to spoil anything for the for the kid here. But speaking of Danny McBride, I wanted to watch the new season of Righteous Gemstones that just came out because their first season I think came out in like nineteen. Or 18, something like that. It's been a little while. I think it was 18. Yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. It's been a very been a, long way yeah, between seasons one and two. Yeah. Apparently, the they were scared of the coof. <laughs> but um, I wanted to watch that. And then I was like, wait a minute. 
And I asked what I thought was going to be a very stupid rhetorical question. And that was asking Arona if he had seen something <laughs> that's on HBO Max. And I was like, Rona, have you seen Righteous Gemstones? And you're like, what? What is that? And I was like, oh, Lord, no. We got to help. We got to help our boy, Dougie. So <laughs> we're just starting going through season one. Uh, yeah. Which is actually not a bad thing. No, I'm, it's a great. It's I'm great. actually glad that you haven't seen it because yeah. watching back, I'm like, I don't remember any of this shit. Yeah, you so get a recap. It, so it goes right back to like, you can remember a movie that came out in 97 and know uh, th this particular scene, who directed it, who acted in it, who was actually meant for the role, but it, he was not chosen and they went with this guy instead. But I can't remember a show that I know I've seen have you, now, within have you, the last two years. Have you got to the bribery part yet? We're only on episode two. Okay, yeah. so never mind. We've only made gonna, it. I'm not going to spoil anything for you. That's my favorite. That was my favorite episode of all of them. And the I don't even season. know what you're talking about because I can't remember the, shit. The parking lot. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say the parking lot. Oh well, no, oh, that yeah, was in the that, first that, episode. Yeah, that's that was the first, that first episode. episode? Yeah. yeah, where they're in the red van. Yeah, yeah, and they run. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. about to say. I thought the whole thing was bribery. Yeah. You know, yeah. pretty much. Well, I'll be honest. You know, when you watch something <laughs> that you haven't seen in years, as soon as you start seeing it, like you're immediately like, oh, I now, I, yeah. I remember it all came back to me. Nothing has come back to me except for that, uh, the van and the parking lot scene. I don't want to spoil it for yeah, any yeah. listeners. That, that, that was my favorite episode. But of all as of. soon as it got to that scene, I was like, I thought this was like six episodes from yeah, now. I, yeah, I know. I, th I didn't think it was the very first one. Nope. Very first one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, it's memory is a weird thing. What you what you retain and what you just wash out is complete. Like right. whatever. Like I don't know. I remember the first time I went back and watched uh, rewatched Game of Thrones when I was getting ready for their final season, and I started it from the beginning, and I was like, I don't know who half these fucking people are. <laughs> Not a goddamn clue. And I don't even know what happens to them. <laughs> right, so every right. time they would get killed, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> did you guys know that they did the thing and hey, they, they chopped his wiener off? Dude, lost his, him. Uh, yeah, lost his wiener. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes it's good to have a shit memory because uh, everything's new. Yeah, I, 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 thought did for sure, I thought for sure in the Righteous Gemstones, that was at least third episode. Mm -mm. I didn't know it was in the very first one. Yeah, that was that's that's the funniest one to me, man. That was, oh, God, I laughed so hard. I'm not lying, man. I laughed so hard. It's funny. It's funny because watching it, watching something with Arona, he his reactions are very different than mine. Yeah, <laughs> where he's like, "Oh my God, yeah. why is he being so mean?" I'm like, ah, "He yeah. called him a douche." Yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or, he yeah. broke that guy's pinky. You're right. What a what a silly goose. And Arona's like. Oh, this guy's <laughs> this guy's just mean. And I'm like, yeah, he is. Yeah, he, is. <laughs> he gets even meaner. Don't worry. <laughs> no, oh I mean, whenever a show starts to get like on a nihilistic bent, I start to like not enjoy it. How many so think, how many episodes are on the first season? Uh, like nine or ten, something like that. Maybe eight. Yeah, eight is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it was short. Yeah, not that long. I mean, the first episode's an hour, and then all the subsequent episodes after that's half an hour. Right. But they cover a lot of ground, because from what we've seen already, I was like, I thought for sure this was like half the season. <laughs> right. I was right. like, fuck, what else happens? <laughs> I don't even remember. But, um, you know, it kind of goes back with the same, like, now that we're in the, the part, and I know there's NFL playoff games and the Super Bowl, whatever, but we're, to me, we're in the lull 
of no sports. I don't give a fuck about basketball. Like, the Hawks beat the Milwaukee Bucks last night. That's cool. Like, I don't hate losing, but I won't watch it. So now we're kind of in a dead period. This is normally the time of the year where I go back and I binge watch everything that I've missed over the last year or two. Like Yellowstone. I want to binge that. I think I'm on like episode three and I haven't watched it in six months Um, because I started it right before football season. And as soon as football season starts, I'm, I'm not... I'm not getting into shit. Uh, so now it's like Yellowstone. We got Ozark coming out yeah. this week. Um, I'm waiting for the boys. The next, the next uh, season of that. Yeah, the Righteous Gemstones. I want to get through the second season. I I did binge watch Cobra Kai, or I didn't binge watch. You watch Cobra Kai? <laughs> I've only watched the first couple episodes, and it didn't hook me. I've heard nothing but good things. I'm I'm knee deep in the in the new season right now. See, I got to third season and I it lost me as soon as he returned to o- Okinawa. I was just like, ah, oh, okay. Well, there's so many reboots and like yeah. rehashings of like old things that were popular. That once I get that nostalgia drip fulfilled, I'm good. Like I don't know nothing. It was like, oh, cool. There's the couple of the people from the original Karate Kid movies. I liked those when I was a kid. And then once I had enough of seeing them, I was like, I'm just going to drift off to something else. I'm sure it's good. I'm sure I'd probably enjoy it. But when there's so many things to binge, there's just, uh, you got to be choosy. Oh, yeah. It's overload, man. Yeah. Like, it's fucking overload. Like, there's there's podcasts out there that all they do is review whatever's out. You know, oh, uh don't look up just came out we watched it three different times we're gonna give our take on it while we're also binge watching six other fucking series and i'm just like i i can't live that life which uh speaking of that movie there is no reason for a comedy to be two and a half fucking hours long yeah did we cover this last episode i don't know if we did or not don't look up yeah have you seen it yes twice really not the second time not by choice but yeah, I was about to say, I, I, that's not a rewatcher for me. Well, no, my wife had not seen it. And, you know, of course, if she's watching it, I'm watching it. So, Well, sure. Yeah. J- did she have the captions on? She did. <laughs> <laughs> were they behaving they, this time? They were behaving. <laughs> okay. Those they were, they were acting as they should. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of don't look up, it's funny. We kind of stumbled on this. This was not planned. Um, the theme of that movie or not the theme, you know, I'm not going to try to like, what are they really trying to say? But the whole point of the movie was that there's this asteroid that was going to, you know, that's an earth killer that's heading right, heading right for us. Right. Well, and what the reaction would be in America today. Correct. But sticking with the asteroid, um, did y'all know that right this very second, there is an asteroid twice the size of the Empire State Building that is, it, it, it's it, the closest. It already passed. Oh, at four fifteen today. Well, God damn it! But yes. Well, they don't know what time we're recording. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, scratch that. Yeah. Did you guys hear that? Yeah. Oh my God! It just went by. <laughs> but if you're not aware of this, one uh, asteroid seven four eight two, nineteen ninety four PC one, is uh, the closest to approach Earth. In a fuckload of years. Let's see what old CBS News has to say. An asteroid that is wider than the tallest building in the world is set to make one of its closest encounters with Earth. NASA projects that the asteroid, named 
PC-1 will fly by on Tuesday. Hey, that's today. The asteroid is estimated to measure at roughly one kilometer or more than 3,280 feet across a size that is more than twice the height of New York's Empire State Building. Oh, no. And then it tells us how tall the fucking building is. Like, I give a fuck. I'll take your word for it. It's big. NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory believes that the space body could come within 1,231,184 miles of Earth. Wow, that's close. Ooh, I mean, that's a close call. It's going to tickle my scrot. It's so close. I mean, I guess that's close when you're talking about all the space, but uh, oh, sure. Anyway, I'm not looking up. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) This would be the closest the asteroid has come to Earth since January 17, 1933. It's an old one. I'm more interested in the stupid inbred fucks. They're dressed up in white robes that decide that this is the time that they're going to kill themselves. I don't know if that's happening with this one. Uh-huh. I think that's uh you gotta you gotta, no, you go gotta have a comet. Nah, yeah, it's gotta be a comet. It's gotta this have a tail. Asteroid. Yeah, because that's where the space aliens that are named yeah, Jesus are gonna tail. come down yeah. and save. Yeah. yeah, they live in the tail. I thought this was yeah. our chance to <laughs> lose about hide. twenty to thirty <laughs> useless people. <laughs> well, if you want that to happen, you'll have to go to Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I just stumbled across that and I was like, yeah, that sounds kind of like the don't look up thing. But then again, probably I'll be honest with you. This shit probably happens on a daily. Oh yeah, and uh, and uh, uh, you no know, one ever gives a fuck because you talk about happens. them being old. They're all old. Well, of course, I mean, uh, yeah. there's <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Maybe it's been around for fucking uh, you know. Long that time. asteroid's almost but as old it, as Betty White. Yeah, almost. She yeah. died though. Yeah, all right. But yeah. uh, yeah. Shit, wasn't she around at the beginning of Haley's comet? I don't know. She anyway. was alive the last time that this fucking asteroid did a little loop de loo around the she Earth. She was. There yeah. you go. So Betty White died to go meet him up on the asteroid, right? And fucking took it off, fucking uh, off course. There yeah. we go. Yeah, she took it off course. That's Betty White's a goddamn thank, hero. Thank you, Betty. She might have been involved in every bad thing in the last century, but she made up for it in the end. Thank you, Betty. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of other celebrities that have died, um, Bob Saget. Yeah, he. Uh, the house is a little less full. Yeah, I heard that on the internet. So. What uh, what's interesting is like with Betty White, uh, ninety nine, yeah, you, any day, yeah, for any reason, right? Um, but they were saying, oh, she got the booster like thirty, you know, thirty days before she got. Yeah. Okay, but Bob Saget did. He even talked about it on his podcast, where he's like, yeah, I got the booster. You know, I just felt like I, if I want to get around and whatever. And then a month later, and he was only sixty five, not an old man. Now he did suck dick for coke. In the movies. I mean, he admitted yeah. it. He admitted it. He admitted it. In yeah. the movies. She Bob did. Saget sucked dick for coke, yeah, yes. and you'll come up with a confession. There That's all go. I'm saying. You ever do that for weed? <laughs> so, you ever suck dick for weed? So, an interesting tangent that has nothing to do with anything, unless you're me, and you're going to make it about something. Um, I killed Bob Saget. Nice. Yeah, I kind of fucked up. Congratulations. It was really weird, because like the day that it happened, um, it was a normal day. And this is kind of a little inside baseball where I was watching a podcast. uh, I hope a friend of the show, Tyler Yonke, who has the Libertarian Podcast Review, was interviewing a guy and it was live streamed. And they were talking about like politics, like being able to get past politics. They were and they were talking about the NFL and because he's a diehard Chiefs fan or 
the guy he was interviewing is a diehard Chiefs fan, and Tyler was asking, can you still like the NFL with all their political bullshit? And I, so I just type in a live chat without even really thinking about it. I mean, gay people eat at Chick-fil-A. It's possible to get past uh, politics if you like it enough. Yeah. And yeah. he highlighted it, and he was like, oh, good point. He was actually, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. So some random dude on Twitter, I don't know if it was in response to that or not, but he just tweeted one day, I'm gay for Chick-fil-A. And I was like, well, this seems apropos. Yeah. It was literally within two days of right. me typing this comment. And so I get tagged by Tyler. He's like, well, at Magoo underscore ITR says that that's normal. <laughs> and so then I was like, this deserves a meme. This deserves a meme. He was like, oh, ooh, no, I'm not gay. Um, I just really like Chick-fil-A. And immediately I went, Bob Saget. And I said, and I made a meme where it says, have you ever sucked dick for a little Polynesian sauce? <laughs> Quote, Bob and then the motherfucker died that day. Uh, you ruthless bastard. And the, the funniest part about it, because none of this has been that funny, uh, is that I misspelled Bob Saget's name. So out of my, my failure, uh, took him off this planet. I'm pretty, I'm pretty certain. Cops are going to be knocking on my door any minute. Uh, there you go. I don't know. You know... I, I had the chance to see Bob Saget do stand up. There, there's my, there's my handiwork. There's, my, there's my murder weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Saget, S A G A T. Look at me. Spell check didn't get me on that one. Where the fuck you at? Spell check. No, but Bob Saget, you know, is known for um, plenty of things. But he started out in stand up, and I had the chance to see him in Phoenix like four years ago. The whole time, anytime he was not getting laughs for like five minutes, he'd go back to talking about fucking Kimmy Gibbler from Full House. Oh, yeah. Making, making jokes about that. Well, even though he never has, of course, but. Well, yeah, because he's a comedian and they lie. Yeah. When you went to go see him, were you aware of his stand up style or were you like, hey, that's the America's Funniest Home Videos guy? That uh, is a totally, just a total soft knob. Like Red Fox. <laughs> like, That's like all the people that watch Sanford's son like, going to hey see guys, Red Fox live. You want to you wanna watch this cat scare a baby? <laughs> I know. And this could be you. You could also win $3,000. <laughs> like, what, what did you think you were going in to go see? I mean, I knew he was a raunchy comic. You know, that's that's what I had always heard about him. But I thought it was to the degree of, say, funny. Yeah. Like no, Andrew Dice Clay, raunchy. Exactly. Like, what you? What's in the bowl, bitch? Oh, and he's like, my cum. My cum after I butt fuck Kimmy Gibbler. <laughs> no, that's almost 1000% exactly what the show is like. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and those are the differences between yeah. a comedian and Bob Saget. Yeah. <laughs> Which apparently Bob Saget is a comedian's comedian. Like yeah. if you remember, I forget what the who the roast was. It might have been for uh Hugh Hefner or somebody when Gilbert Gottfried got up and did a 14-minute rendition of The Aristocrats. Yes. <laughs> which if you don't know what that is youtube it and prepare to be underwhelmed and yeah, look there's at jeff entire... ross's roast from that same fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from that same roast that you're talking about there's an but, entire documentary on that shit too but the, the point i'm getting to is that gilbert godfrey getting up and doing the aristocrats it's not funny to us because right. it's not a joke for us right it's, it's for a joke Bob for Frank. the it's a it's a joke for the comedians, right? Yeah, comedians were dying and howling. Oh my god! Yeah, he's doing this bit. 
Oh my god, what a legend. While everybody else in the crowd is like, this isn't a joke that like you're you're tying me along for 14 minutes. Have you ever for... seen the documentary on that? Yeah. On the aristocrats. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And so once you know a little bit more and you put it in context, it's like, oh, huh. And that's it. That's, yeah, a, that's yeah, all I ever get. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Bob Saget was beloved by his fellow comedians because it was such a shift away from his public persona that it was it was like the first time you hear the word fuck. Right. And then you just go around all day overusing it out of context and making it to the point where it's not funny. I never found Bob Saget funny. Ever. No. Uh, you know, rest in peace and all that stuff, but <laughs> like because you it, it not knowing him prior to his sitcom days, which I'm sure he was a struggling comedian talking about, you know, pulling his pud in the back of a taxi cab or some shit. But not knowing him that way, and then having a decade of him as like America's dad, and then all of a sudden you start to see him come out and saying the most horrid shit. You're just like, I feel like my childhood just got raped. That was yeah. the same thing that happened with Red Fox. When it, when I was a kid, I, you know, Sanford and Son was like, it's on it was one of my favorite shows, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time I heard a Red Fox album of him doing stand-up, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but it was funny. I mean, it was funny shit, but holy shit see i could see red he was fox, a dirty motherfucker i could see red fox being dirty way easier than i can see bob saget being oh no dirty. no oh, but yeah. i'm just saying uh it's just like you say i am was taking him from his personality on sanford and son yeah and i was thinking you know oh it's gonna be you know elizabeth jokes and shit like that and no no it was nothing like that and i think that's i think that's why so many people got so like vitriolic with bill cosby is they felt like they got raped. Right. Instead of all those women. Mm. Is because they had put him on a pedestal of being this genuine, classic, clean, clean, moral person. Yeah. And when you find out that he's not, it kind of crushes that entire perception you had right. of him. And Bob Saget, you know, whatever, be a dirty comedian. But don't take America's Funniest Home videos. Like, leave that shit to Dave <laughs> Coulier. And he's harmless. The worst oh, thing yeah. he ever did was apparently break up with Alanis Morissette and break her fucking heart to the point where she wrote Jagged Little Pill. But other than that, the dude's not, he doesn't have bodies in his closet. Bob Saget. Wait, had- Jagged Little Pill was about Dave Coulier? Yeah. Holy fuck. Dude, I think I just crushed his childhood. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Cut it out. <laughs> Sorry, bro. No, that's more funny than fucking anything, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, her... Uh, I'll never be able to listen to that song anymore without thinking of Dave Coulier now. Yeah, her first opening big hit song was, uh, you know, I want you to know. Yeah. She's singing about Dave. Yeah, you ought to know. Yeah. That whole You Ought to Know song I is directly, a, it's a know. breakup song with Dave, because yeah. he broke her Canadian heart. Suri. Isn't it ironic? <laughs> don't you <laughs> think? Don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> it's so ironic, I'm going to write a song that doesn't have any irony in it. It's just bad days. <laughs> Maybe she's so fucking retarded that Dave was like, I'm out. <laughs> I still wonder, was I that with Dave Coulier there? Yeah. <laughs> was that story ever true about her throwing up for like hours because she drank a shit ton of cum? Uh, I, 
I think it's as true as Richard Gere having gerbils stuck Up his in his ass. ass. Yes. In his anus. Yeah. So probable. So, yeah. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's good folklore. <laughs> could have happened. Hell, let's start a new one tonight. What can we say about somebody? Let's see. Uh, well, like, you know, like Marilyn Manson removed a rib so he can suck his own dick. Like, yeah. there's all these stories that you don't know where they come from. You don't know how they start, but they get immediately spread nationwide. And this is all like pre-internet shit. Right. Same thing like when uh, when we were watching 8-Bit Christmas, mm-hmm. which uh, might still be, but it was on HBO Max. It's the Ryan, uh, no, Doogie Howser. Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, he's on there. He's telling stories about his childhood, whatever. But when they go back to when he was a kid, they sing a song that I remember that was quite a hit when I was a kid down here in Georgia. And it was the, oh, fuck, I can't remember all the words, but it was the diarrhea song. Yeah. Something, something, slippery, sloppery, diarrhea, cha-cha-cha, diarrhea, mm-hmm. cha-cha-cha. When you a, feel a, some, something in your pants and you do a do silly it, dance, yeah. diarrhea. Yeah. yeah. Diarrhea. That was a Beavis and Butthead classic. Yeah. But it predates Cha-cha-cha. Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Pa- Parenthood. Well, well, that's why they were using it. Cha cha cha. Diarrhea. Yeah. Are you threatening me? Are you threatening me? Yeah. But but who's who started that fucking song? And how did it get all the way to the furthest reaches of elementary school playgrounds for somebody to be like, you want to hear something fucked up? No, the first time <laughs> I heard that. their first Bob Saget yeah. impression. <laughs> was that Bob Saget? Because, I, no, God damn it. No, Nikki Six wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know the first time I heard it was uh, Parenthood, that movie. First time I heard it was on my fucking uh, playground as an elementary school kid. And I thought it was the most like incredible grouping of words that anybody could ever formulate. Because I'm like, I mean, we all... Have I've, I've had diarrhea, and diarrhea is hilarious. How did you write this song? Oh, my older brother told me. Ah, oh, well, how the, fuck, how the fuck long has this song been going on? And it's same same thing. Richard Gere puts gerbils up his butthole. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm just spitballing. I'm not yeah. going anywhere. I'm, I'm looking for anything back. Like, uh, was uh, there any I don't weird know. Shit? Uh, Betty White. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bob Saget killed Betty White. Yes, and so he felt go. bad. He went back to his hotel room in Orlando and killed himself, and gave himself a vaccination. Yes, <laughs> there you go. that's it. That's the new method the of new suicide. One. Yeah, is uh, is giving yourself the uh, the jab. I thought it was people jumping in front of their own trains. Mm. That could happen. Speaking of other old shows that I've seen and enjoyed, but can't remember that much from. Is uh, House of Cards, <laughs> which I think it's still on Netflix. Did they pull it? Because no, it's, still uh, it's still there. Uh, Kevin Spacey is such a goddamn creep. No, they're like, no, no, it's no, still that's there. Our, that's they our just, cash cow. We're just going to bury yeah. it. You got no, to search still, for it. No, he's still. He's, he's, they just stopped the series from happening. He's still after. making money. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he's it, it is. Y'all remember like every Christmas for a few years, Kevin Spacey would put out a YouTube video. Oh yeah, yeah. of him being creepy, uh, hella creepy. Yeah. yeah. Hellacious and then, ironically, creepy. one of the people that accused him of something Multiple people start yeah fucking dying. Yeah, every yeah. witness. Yeah. as a matter of fact, yeah. it's like four people. Yeah, all of a sudden, he well, he's friends with the Clintons. Yeah, but, it's like this year, no monologue and no death. It's uh, <laughs> speaking of the Clintons, uh, you know, Ghislaine, Ghislaine, Ghislaine. Yeah, is uh, saying she's going to name names. 
She's giving up. No, eight, she's they, giving up eight names, is what she's saying. Yeah, she just said that they were allowed to release the eight names. Uh, it's in the court's power. They're not going to do shit. I'm not expecting anything. Like Prince uh, Andrew. 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 Yeah, was officially stripped of his royal title, which uh, I found to be pretty interesting. Because they don't just do that on a whim. Right. Like the royal family's full of fucking debauchery. Yeah. All of them. But for the for the queen to come out and actually be like, "That's it. I've had enough. <laughs> You're fucking done, son." <laughs> um, actually, I stumbled across this, and I want to see what the fuck it's got to say. Hey guys, check this out. Oh, a goddamn ad! A goddamn ad is what it has to say. We'll skip through this. Holy shit. Hold on, yeah, let's let's rip this thing apart. If the power grid goes out, this will Okay. Well, how much do you pay for an ad in an echo chamber? Well, for, Jesus say, fucking first of Christ. All, get a fucking mic and record it and post cuz you sound like a fucking Hey Ben, go fuck yourself. That's a that's a free advertisement. Hey Ben, Dover. No. That the yeah, cut that. <laughs> and it's so gay it's not let me skip through. How long is this goddamn ad? Skip ad. Jesus Christ. Oh. Two ads? Is it just one of these where it plays music and makes you read? Oh, goddamn it. Never okay. mind. Uh. All right, so here's an article. Uh, from Fox News. From January 13th. News of Prince Andrew being stripped of his titles allegedly came to him straight from the queen herself. According to a new report, on Thursday it was announced that as he continues to face scrutiny over his alleged sexual assault of Virginia Roberts Giffray when she was 17, his military affiliations and royal patronages patronages have been returned to Queen Elizabeth II. In addition, a royal source told Fox News Digital, who getting the big getting the big dogs, yeah, the big boys, uh, that Andrew will no longer use his HRH title which stands for His Royal Highness. He is no longer royal, nor is he high. Uh, in any official capacity. do 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 The report suggests that his own mother brought down the hammer. You don't want to piss off the queen. That's no. rule number one of being a prince. Don't piss off the queen. Sure. I mean, especially if you're going to be diddling 17-year-olds and getting caught. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, uh, I think that's as far as we're going to get. Like... It's obvious he's guilty of what they were alleging of him because the trust me the the fucking queen doesn't give a fuck about an accusation like she's sure. not gonna she's not gonna dress down her own family um, because something's being alleged like they fucking know and they were like yeah we've known for years but we, we were hoping it would never make it out into the public forum oh you've brought shame amongst me and all of me family. <laughs> you no longer you were ousted you are now among the commoners now you, if you're gonna diddle the 17 year old it's gonna be with your own money yes <laughs> so i don't think i don't think names are gonna get named um, i don't think no. money goes with that i remember because uh, i remember when um who was it somebody got their title taken away 
And and I remember. Uh, well, it was Prince when he went to the artist formerly known as. <laughs> no, I, I remember talking to my brother-in-law about this because you know he lives in England and he knows all that shit. But uh, some uh, some member of the royal family got stripped of their royalty or whatever, and they still get money. <coughs> it's not a money thing. It's a it's just the title. The title, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you're still in the family, and you still got family money and all that shit. But yeah, man, I mean, it's, you know, it's just meant to be a disgrace, you know? Yeah. You're a disgrace to the royal family. You have brought shame. All of the terrible things that the royal family has ever done. Yes. This one is one 17-year-old too far. Yes. No. The, the, I, can, I can easily see the queen. You should have killed her. <laughs> that way she can't talk. Yeah. Who, who taught you this? No, same as anything else. I thought I taught you better. <laughs> His crime was not the crime itself. His crime was getting caught. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. Well, that's always yeah. that's anybody's yeah. crime. They're like, why would you go to this fucking island to fuck 17-year-olds? We have a gaggle of them yeah. in their cellars. Yeah. <laughs> Hand-picked and ready to go. <laughs> Take it to the bar. That's it. We got plenty of lowly fa- family members who are never going to be anything that you could fuck <laughs> just and, as easily. In fact, I'm wasting time talking to you. I have a, I have a whole bathing pool full of 17 year old boys just for me <laughs> the queen needs her alone time <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i can't even imagine this is where bob saget would come in and be like can you imagine the queen being a pedophile the trauma that that would cause and i know like you know pedophilia brings about trauma to all its victims but the trauma that you would have from having to lift that skirt oh <laughs> watch me on america's own videos guys wow <laughs> <laughs> wow hey guys jim saget here <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck all right well enough of the fooling around enough of the tomfoolery guys we got to get serious um the joke stops here <laughs> i think we could probably put that at the beginning of the show uh no jokes will be heard no funny no funny so, because you send us no money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like an Andrew Dutch claim. Oh. <laughs> but going back to what Arona did, it, he teed me up so well. Like, he gave me a bone, and I just walked right by it. And yeah. I feel bad. Um, but going back to talking about House of Cards, one of, the, one of the rare things that I do remember from that show, and I don't think I'm spoiling shit. If you haven't seen it, fuck it. Uh, hit pause and go watch the entire series and then come back. <laughs> but there was a, there was a scene where, uh, what's his name? Francis Frank Underwood. Francis right. Underwood. Frank Underwood is an up and coming politician and he's having an affair with a journalist. Zoe. And yeah. things get a little heated. She starts to get a little hip to the fact that he's a, uh, he's a creep. And starts threatening to uh, expose, expose everything. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, oh, my God, you're a bad man. It's like, yeah, dumb bitch. He's a politician. They all are. But anyway, so the way that he handles it is by throwing her in front of a fucking train. And it was a it was a holy fuck moment of the show. Like, I thought she was going to be around for the entirety of the series. Yeah. Like, I liked her. Yep. She's way more easier on the eyes than Kevin Spacey is. <laughs> I would not have made that call. But sometimes... Uh, you just got to roll with it. And so a similar story, in fact, a couple of stories have appeared recently where people and trains are 
Colliding. Colliding. There was a story out of New York that uh, this crazy dude uh, threw a woman off the landing right in front of a fucking train yeah. in, uh, in Brooklyn or some shit. She lived, didn't she? Yeah. Yes. And I saw a video from it because obviously because she didn't die, they released the shit to the public and it's fucking terrifying. Like if you put yourself in her position, she's not even looking at him. She's standing up. There's a train coming <laughs> in. She's getting ready to go on. And seconds before the train gets there, he just... Gotcha, bitch. Pushes her right in front of the fucking train. Interesting thing, though, in that situation, the train, whether it's the conductor or sensors or a combination of both, the train immediately stops, like just inches from hitting her. And she she gets pushed into the in front of the train as the train is coming on frame. Like it's it's like push, stop. So they can stop on a dime, apparently, at least in New York, but not in Atlanta. Well, probably no. when they're coming into the station, you know. But yeah, yeah, not in Atlanta. But not in Atlanta, <laughs> yeah. because uh, if you haven't heard, this was this is what popped up on the news down here locally, uh, on our uh, channel eleven alive. And let's hear, let's hear the details. We have some breaking news just into our newsroom this morning. We have just learned that the Marta GM and CEO Jeffrey Parker has died. MARTA spokeswoman Stephanie Fisher releasing a statement that read in part, with very heavy hearts, we share the official news of Jeffrey Parker's tragic passing on Friday evening. Please keep his family in your prayers and meditations. Jeff cared deeply about MARTA and his leadership, gave us a strong foundation from which to carry forward. Fisher said... Okay. Well, I'm sure you're wondering, listeners, why the fuck are you talking about people getting thrown in front of trains? Well, first of all, if you don't know what MARTA is... Uh, it stands for officially mm. Metropolitan Atlanta Rapid Transit Authority, or is what we in the the sticks have always referred to it as. And I'm not saying me. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those wives' tales that just spreads around. And you don't know who actually started it. Uh, but MARTA stands for Moving Africans Rapidly Through Atlanta. Either one will suffice. I don't. And if you're offended by that, turn us off. Uh, it will only get worse from here. I don't think they've made it this far. I highly doubt it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, maybe we hooked them on the football talk, and then they got a little squirrely with the Bob Saget noise, and then uh, that might have... They're going to go push themselves in front of a train. Oh, the algorithm yeah. will find you, brother. The <laughs> algorithm will find you. Yeah. So, I think us not being funny lost them. Well, <laughs> we can... And we can edit us to be even less funny. I and, thought Arona yeah. was the racist. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, did you come up with Marta? Anyway, yeah. so yeah. Uh, Marta is the is the uh, public transportation organization in Atlanta. Uh, the the sub the version of the subway that Atlanta has, which is trash, is run by Marta. Well, majority of their shit is buses and shit like that. But got a couple of trains. But this story comes out. And all it is is that, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, CEO of MARTA died suddenly, and it's sad, and here's a message about it. I, I was just like, I looked at him, and he looks young. He's like 55, and, I was, and immediately I'm like, did he get the jab? <laughs> like, anytime I hear of anybody dying, I'm like, when did he get the jab? <laughs> right. if, if you're the CEO of uh, an Atlanta-based anything, I'm like, well, you had to have gotten the jab. Like, Atlanta won't let you enter its fucking city limits without it. And so that was my first thought. And it wasn't until I started reading through the comments. Because as soon as I hear, oh, this person was alive yesterday and they're dead today, and there's no details, 
I, I'm now I have to find out. Like they could have just said, "Oh, he committed suicide, and his family w- would want you to respect their wishes of privacy." And I'd be like, "Okay, cool. He probably popped some pills or blew his head off. Like, whatever." But oh no, the motherfucker threw himself allegedly, based on the comment sections of every reporting of this, in front of his own train. Threw himself in front of his own train. I wonder if. Marta has the sensors and shit to stop before, and if he like disengaged them and like cut some wires, and he's like, "All right, the five thirty-seven train's gonna be mine." <laughs> like, <laughs> like who the? So I've I've looked into this best I can. There's hardly anything on it. I'm only having to go off of like comment threads on on the you know on Instagram or YouTube where people are talking about it, where they're like, "I worked with him and." You know, I can't believe that he threw himself in front of the train. I'm like, what? I guess that's what the motherfucker actually did. Yeah. And and then I've I've read. Well, there were witnesses that saw him do it. So can you imagine that? Like, just watching just, somebody mm-hmm. jump in front of a fucking train. Yeah, and I'm sure if we have any listeners in China or <laughs> Japan, they're like, yeah, first time. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> like, first time. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I've seen that twice before yeah. noon. What the fuck are you, you talking about? You said she get run over by tank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's Chinese New Year's celebration. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this has never happened in Atlanta, like I, that I'm familiar with. Where and and the when, my, when my wife read this to me, my wife was reading this to me a couple days ago, and when she when she read it to me. Uh, she said, the head of Marta threw itself in front of a train. And my first question was, was it the Marta train? <laughs> and she said, yes. And I said, how ironic. Hey, you Alanis Morissette, write and, a fucking song. And I told, no, and I, well, I, I told my wife, I said, well, that was a hell of a statement. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's a. Well, it's like the rest of Atlanta. You'd rather throw yourself in front of the train than actually get in it. I know, but to be the yeah. head of yeah, Marta. It's pretty gross in there. And then. You know, jump well, in front of its your own. Tr- that's a statement. So hey, that man made a statement. So when I first heard about this story, and it took a few days for the actual information to be like dribbled out, because I guess they were trying to keep it under wraps. But I guess if there's people that saw it, like why would you not just say it outright in the beginning? Um, the internet's always going to find out what happened anyway, right? But the, when I first heard about it, I immediately thought of House of Cards and that scene. And then I immediately continued to thinking, that's how my brain works. It, it doesn't just stop there. And I was like, you know what has recently happened in Atlanta? Like very recent Atlanta got a new mayor. Yeah. What the fuck is, uh, the relationship like between CEO dude and the new mayor? Maybe he had it good and cushy with the old mayor. Cause everybody knows that a city, the size of Atlanta their politics are corrupt as all fuck. Oh yeah, under yeah, hate, uh, so. under the table deals. You know, just that's keeping everything under big city USA. Exactly, that's any big cities like that. And so Atlanta has <clears throat> always been that way. And so I just immediately House of Cards creeps up, thrown in front of a fucking train. Nobody ever does that shit, especially here. Um, I'm just I'm throwing it out there now as a possible hypothetical tinfoil hat thing. It, I'm going to be interested to see if the internet thinks the way that I do and if they end up uncovering some some deal that the new mayor has that uh, he wants his buddy in there to run Marta. Because Marta's a heavily, heavily p- 
politicized organization. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. in this area. There's been a nonstop battle since I've been alive about. Well, it's all union, you know. It's oh like, yeah. About the expansion of Marta and yeah. bringing it out to the suburbs and right. having it actually be more like every other city, like right? Philly, Chicago, D.C., New York, where you can actually live in the metro area and not have to have a car. Right. Take a train into the city. Take yep. a train out of the city. Yep, like when my parents lived in D.C., they lived outside the city, but everybody took the metro. Right. And so the metro was full of business people and and D.C. insiders or whatever. Everybody was in a suit and tie and had a briefcase. <clears throat> it's not like Atlanta, where MARTA is only used by out-of-towners and homeless people to shit in. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's... <clears throat> Because it doesn't take you anywhere. <laughs> every expansion, I know, I know, every expansion that they've done with Marta has not been, it costs just insane amounts of money, and it only goes for like maybe 10 miles. And the only people and, that are making money off of and, it are the politicians. Right, exactly. And so, if Marta is ever going to be anything like what you're talking about, like, you know, New York, in, anywhere like that, if it's ever going to be like that. They're gonna have to get the uh, the city, the city, the as corrupt as they are. They're gonna have to get together and say, "All right, we're just gonna have to eat this one," yeah. you know, and and to make this shit happen, build it, and the people will use it, right? Yeah, because and they expect will to get paid back and, by and the usage because of they would, you know, if they, if there was a Marta station where you could get on a train within five miles of here, we'd use it all the fucking time. As yeah. much as we go down to see concerts and shit, you know? It would be very convenient. But it, it would be. The one thing that, um, you know, growing up, being born here and raised here and not really ever moving away significantly, anyway, um, like I've never lived outside of the state, but the one hit, and, and I never thought about this because I'm from here, but the one hit that Atlanta always gets, especially from out-of-towners and people that move in from other, uh, I guess, more efficient cities is, man, you guys don't have, like, a public transit worth shit. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, yeah. everybody drives. Yeah. And the and the biggest shock to the system is people that come from the Northeast. Right. Where you don't even own a car. Right. And, yeah, yeah. like, to own a car would be like, dude, <laughs> whoa, yeah. save yeah. some pussy for the rest of us, bro. Yeah. yeah. Um, but here, it's like, if you don't have a car, you can't survive. You drive everywhere. It's like... Hey, there's a concert next Tuesday. Well, in all who's the driving? In the all the cities question. up there, you know, it costs like thirty grand a year just to park your car. Yeah, and mm -hmm. you know, in the city, if you work in the city, I mean, that's that's insane. Yeah, who, oh, fucks, yeah. who, who can afford that? You know, so and Atlanta's never had that. You know, they've never had. If the city did that, if the city did all of a sudden said, "All right, if you, you park down here, it's fucking you know sixty dollars an hour." Shit, people would start fucking. They'd start rallying against, you know, against yeah. that shit and going for the train then, you well, know, I mean. And I think uh, staying conspiratorial, I think the way that they're doing, they're getting around that is by they are just having <clears throat> crime waves galore that have been going on for two years now. Yeah. Where if yeah. you park your car downtown Atlanta, it's getting broken into. It's done. Yes. It's, you're going to, it'll be on blocks. Yep. You won't have wheels and tires yep. and anything inside will be gone. And it doesn't matter if it's an old piece of shit no. or a brand new fucking ride. They're it, an it equal does not opportunist. Matter. Yeah. <laughs> I had a buddy of mine, man, a fucking old work van, you know, mm -hmm. they fuck, he came out two tires gone, fucking all the windows busted out, everything in the van gone. Yeah. 
you know, on a work van. Dude yeah, couldn't even yeah. fucking, you know, you can't even go do your, do a job anymore. And that's why, I, dude, when I get calls from Atlanta now, I'm like, I, I make every excuse in the world not to do the job. I do, man. Yeah. And, and and even if it takes, you know, me, you know, charging what I'd usually charge two fifty for a bedroom, charging two grand, you know. So I, I mean, maybe, maybe the just old, not to go down there. Maybe the old CEO had an agreement with Atlanta PD. It's like, hey, just let them break into all these car windows and shit. They'll be clamoring for mass transit, right? And now we got a new mayor who's like, we gotta, we gotta ratchet down on the crime. I'm gonna make Atlanta safe. And he's like, "Fuck, my gig's up." Boom, train. I don't know. I'm just trying to make sense of it. No, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I mean, it's a uh, Atlanta's Atlanta's way behind the curve, dude. They they always yeah. have been. Yeah. They, I mean, I mean, hell, even driving through here in the '80s was a fucking nightmare. Atlanta is like the worst designed clusterfuck of all times, and. Uh, and one of the ways that they wanted to alleviate that is let's let Marta expand out into the suburbs yes. to cut down on all the fucking car traffic. And it, if anybody's ever flown into Atlanta that's not from here, you fly in, especially from a bigger city like Philly, Chicago, New York, L.A., whatever. You're like, Atlanta's not big. And it isn't as far as like the big buildings and stuff. But if No, you, it's spread out. It, but if you look <laughs> further yes. past, yes. Our, the, Atlanta's footprint's bigger than any other city. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's Jacksonville fucking, is the biggest, but... Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, but um, but as far as like the number of people and like the land mass it takes up, it's right. fucking huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it takes more than two hours to get from one side to the other. Yes. Um, so I would imagine being the CEO of Marta would be very stressful because you have a very you have a nothing job, like you're literally just hauling homeless people around all day. Uh, they're jumping the turnstiles. You're not making any fucking money. Right. The taxpayers don't want you to expand. So you're kind of not even useful. You have a you have a purposeless fucking job, and you're never going to grow it, right? Um, and until I I don't know what's ever going to make a change. But anyway, uh, Atlanta traffic sucks, and this guy had enough, I guess. So uh, chalk that up to a, a new way to fucking go out. Yeah, I I love how every reports like it was so sudden. It's like yeah, yeah I'd trains say move so. fast. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty sudden <laughs> but yeah i guess uh you know t's and p's to the family and r.i.p and all that stuff whatever never knew you didn't don't know what the fu- like i would like to hear something come out like tell us a why why yeah. would you hurl yourself in front of your own fucking train like that's insane yeah, no, Maybe he crazy. was trying to prove the safety of the train <laughs> yeah. and totally misjudged it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's why, like, if there's no answers, I'm just going to come up with what uh, makes sense to me or what's the funniest, like, because if you look at the video from New York, how the train stopped immediately, if Atlanta had the same shit, uh, that's, like, the most ridiculous way to try to kill yourself because the train's just going to stop and you're just going to be bruised and kind of embarrassed. Yeah. So I could easily see it like, you know, this shit goes on up in New York and everybody's like, oh, I'm terrified. What if I get pushed in front of a train? And he's like, don't worry. We have the same, if not stronger, safety measures put in place. Watch. I'll, <laughs> I'll display it for you by myself. It's like the guy who tests out the first bulletproof vest ever. Oh, yeah. And he's like, let me wear it. <laughs> he gets fucking just blasted away. He's like, oh. well, guess it wasn't strong enough. I don't know. But it's just a, it's just one of those like, well, that's a weird story. And so we're bringing it up here because if something comes out later, 
uh, you know, like two months, three months down the road, um, we'll follow up on it. Sometimes we won't hear anything else, but uh, anyway. Well, uh, we already brought brought up Alanis Morissette during this episode, so uh, continuing on with the isn't it ironic yeah. stories. She's she could be like Metallica with the Unforgiven. She could have ironic part one, two, three, four, five. She she's missing out. Yeah, she is. Well, anyway, and uh, other news that is probably not that entertaining, but I found it fucking wildly entertaining. Um, so I was a guest yet again on uh, Justin Campbell's Fact Check This podcast last Tuesday, where the title was The 19th Amendment and Its Consequences. We didn't stay on topic. We just got drunk and shot the shit. But the next day, a little video comes out that Justin tagged me in and was like, hey, I think we might have been onto something here. <laughs> and so I was like, what the fuck is this? And I looked at it and I learned something last week. A channel that I grew up with in high school um, called G4, which if any of our listeners that are in their late 30s uh, remembers, it was the nerd channel that had shows about gadgets and video games and that kind of culture. PC gaming, cell phones were new, um, so they would talk about the latest Nokia. This one's got snake, but it's in color. Well... It was huge. It was huge back then because cable TV was fucking huge. And it was like not must-see TV, but for a young adolescent boy, it was also a place to go watch chicks do very uh, risque exhibitionist kind of shit because it was a bunch of nerds watching. It was a bunch of like, you know, prepubescent teenagers watching it for the first time, getting their first boner. Pre-incels. Sure. <laughs> um i'm sure most i'm sure a lot of them are happily married well you know endowed you know dudes i don't know i don't fucking know i don't, I don't, I don't know if i call them incels they well were, well endowed no were, that's why i said like, before like huge yeah. penis <laughs> yeah okay. so big he's talking about a well endowment over here <laughs> my penis is so so small my cock is tiny well anyway i'll jump to the I'll jump to the chase. G4 was a channel that was huge when I was a teenager and it had hot chicks on it. Um, it was fun to watch and occasionally educational. But they just goofed around and had chicks wrestling around in oatmeal and doing really fucking awesome shit. Yeah. Um, well, and then as most channels go that were around 20 years ago, they don't exist anymore. Well, no fear because G4 is back, baby. But it's online only because they are so outdated if you're gonna watch a tech show uh just go on the internet and just google whatever the fuck you want and watch the thing you don't need shows about it so they're trying to reboot this channel on youtube and my how have things changed <laughs> uh wokeism has fully engulfed the tech sphere and their new female host has had a fuck enough of it and wants you to know that she's had enough of it. So we're going to listen to this crazy bitch rant. And I'm going to try to pause it. It's, a, it's through Twitter. And Twitter just sucks with videos. But we'll do our best. Sexism in gaming. And joining G4... <laughs> okay, okay, real quick. Mm -hmm. 
apparently this is a big issue that I wasn't aware of, given that round of applause that they were so happy. Not even happy. They were yelling like, yes, yes, this is our moment to address this long-lasting fucking issue I have. Um, so anyway, we're, we're out of the gates. This is not where I thought we were going, but I'm here. I have no idea. I'm listening. Yeah. In joining G4, I was ecstatic to be part of something that I grew up watching as a child. But every time G4 is brought up in various channels, even in this YouTube channel, we have the chat in front of us. I can see you. Without a doubt, there will be backlash because I'm not as bangable as the previous host. Okay. Well, um... Yeah. You're not mm. as bangable. And uh Doug, I know we're an audio only podcast, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's not as bangable as a horse. Yeah. Yikes. I'm more bangable than she is. She yeah. is the epitome of Karen. She looks that is Karen. It's a kit. Uh it's Karen in training. Okay. Yeah. She's she's yeah. a little young. Yeah, a little, yeah. I think you have to be a, a mom. Do you? To be, to be a, a Karen. Karen? I okay. Think. Okay. I, think. Well, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I haven't reviewed the tape on uh, <laughs> what makes a Karen a Karen, but she's well on her fucking way. And for those listeners that uh, don't, that haven't seen this clip, it's a chick with very short, punky hair, dyed blonde, obviously, because her eyebrows are dark as fuck. And she's got a, a, a door knocker for uh, septum piercing, and she's got a throat tattoo. You know, elegant, dainty, and sexy as fuck. And moral. and she's wearing a hoodie with a fucking big heavy blue jacket over the hoodie she's exposing nothing so yeah very not bangable like no this does nothing for my for my cock right she looks too close to elliot page (laughs) (laughs) don't 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 take me to don't take me to uh, juno she looks like if she was in transitioning, like if she was transitioning, I I wouldn't have to jump that far. I wouldn't did, have to leap that far to go. Oh yeah. yeah did I you see the it. Elliot Page with no, no t- shirt yeah, on? And yeah. all, oh my god, yeah, she looks like a twelve-year-old boy. Oh my god, uh, she's well, it's yeah, fun, it's she's a gross. boy. She's fun a boy gross. now. Yeah, very gross. Yeah. All right, back to this uh, this kit. Hard to do that. That you can talk about how much you jerked off to women as a compliment. That's it's weird. not a compliment. It's weird. It's dehum- okay. It's oh, weird. Wait. So it's weird to jerk off. So to real women? quick, for me to build the stage here because people can't see this, it's this one lady <laughs> on a set with two other dudes. So the people that you hear cheering them on are dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, emasculated men, but still nonetheless male. And then there's another guy, Adam, whatever the fuck that was on the original G4 is zooming in on a TV because he's too scared of COVID. So you have three dudes and one chick and they are clapping like seals to every word. This dumb bitch says my how the mighty have fallen. She continues. Hi. And it's weird. Women do not exist to be nice on the eyes for you. Morgan Webb, Olivia Munn did not exist to be nice on the eyes for you. Okay. Well, um, uh, yeah, no. First of all, yes, they did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And real quick, we're going to pause there so I can bounce over to this for story time in the studio so that Doug and Arona 
can see. Ask Olivia Munn what she was. Yeah. Uh, I guarantee you yeah. she would admit. And in fact, just Google Olivia Munn and watch all the Maxim articles that pop up and yeah. all the video clips yeah. of her eating hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so, I so, mean, here's a clue. If there's a writer in your contract about how much weight you can gain, you're on the program because you're fuckable. So this is Olivia Munn on G4 back in the day showing her ass to the camera. But that's not for your eye. That's not for you to ogle over. No, no, no. Um, here's another one with her ass. Oh yeah, no, I, I remember. One. I remember her. I remember her from that show. Oh yeah, that was the only part of that show that I do remember. Yeah, and the, one of the more famous ones, her male co-host yeah. cupping her tits. Uh, but the most famous one was how many hot dogs can you fit in your mouth, Olivia? <laughs> I mean, but remember, they're not there for you to jerk it to or be eye candy, or for you to even notice that she has a very desirable rack uh, or ass. This is what should be said, is she's not there (laughs) for you to do that to, because (laughs) I don't think anybody would do that to you. But I'm just, that's just me. I'm, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not judging. I'm just, I'm speaking for myself. Yeah. I would rather jerk off to Olivia Munn than her. Yes. Without a doubt. Yes. I I, don't think many people, if any, have ever jerked off with the idea of her. I I, I wouldn't think so either. But this is the thing. She's on the wrong show. They put her in the wrong spot. Mm -hmm. They put her in the wrong place. And maybe the old producer was wanting somebody that was hot like Olivia Munn. And maybe he came up against those fucking... Uh, you call them emasculated guys. I'd call them something else, but I'm not going to say that. But uh, yeah, the, came up against those those woke fucks, uh-huh. and and it became a battle, and so they wound up with this. Yeah, and now if you know, look, I I, I get the the I get that I get why she's pissed because she can't compete with that kind of shit. Well, no, you that, know why no, she's pissed. It's because is, she can't compete with Olivia Munn. She can't compete yeah, with yeah, these. But, but fuck all that. You know why she's pissed? Because they're running an online fucking show where the live chat is visible to her. Right. That's all she's doing. She's reacting to the fact that she's been relegated to be a YouTube show that has a live chat function. They can disable it, by the way. Right. So she doesn't have to read the chat. Right. Just like people don't have to. To watch this show or have to jerk off to her. Right. You don't you don't have to read the comment section, honey. Or have to listen to us. Yeah. Can you imagine what the comment section would have been with Olivia Munn trying to see how many hot dogs she can fit in her mouth if that shit was online oh, that, back in the day? The busted Twitter. Yeah. It would be it would be problematic, I think we could say, <laughs> uh, if I'm going to use this crazy bitch's terms. But anyway... I mean, I I don't know what this is from, but she's the verbal version of, you know, the, the meme that's gone out about every feminist, that one that's just annoying to look at. The I don't even know what to call her. Oh, it's uh, the triggered <clears throat> woman. Yeah, the triggered woman. With glasses, and she's caught in mid-rage. like, uh, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, this bitch continues. Hey, she cooking, y'all. And 
that's just obvious sexism. You don't need to explicitly objectify women or declare that you hate women to be sexist. Just go ahead and check out Thorne's latest meltdown on Twitter for some spark notes. Now, here at X-Play are... Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not sexist if I'm not attracted to you. And I make that uh, publicly known information. Hey, I don't want to masturbate to you. Sexist. I don't I don't see that. Like me notifying how I'm not masturbating. Um I find you yeah. hideous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look. How is that hating on women? It's like I, no, I, just yeah. just this one. I mean, yeah. if you if you uh dude, it's the whole we've talked about this. You can't say somebody's fat. You can't say somebody's retarded. You can't say somebody's ugly. You can't say you can't say any of that shit anymore. And it's like what the fuck is happening to the to America? I mean, to uh, not just America, the human fucking race. She's is she's upset that testosterone living in a telephone. She's upset that testosterone <laughs> levels has hasn't dropped faster than they already have. Uh, but I'm just saying this whole wave of shit that's going around the world, uh, and it is it's global. This is global shit. I mean, this now, is the real global pandemic. Yes, it is. It really is. It's uh. People that are people that can't, um, they can't fathom that someone else doesn't think exactly like they do, yeah. or they can't fathom that someone else would find them repulsive, yeah. or they can't fathom that someone else would rather jerk off to somebody else than them. It's it's a, it's not like that. Yes, we're all humans. We're all snowflakes. Yes, we are. Yeah, and every snowflake is different. Yes. But people, what the fuck? I mean, really, if this, I'm glad this is, had, I, I am, I'm glad, I'm glad all of this shit is coming out Yeah, and I really want to see how this washes out because oh, I, we have seen it. <laughs> right. But, but what I'm, what I'm saying is, uh, we are seeing the end of woke, of wokeism. It's, it is done. We are. We are absolutely seeing the end of it because people are fed up with this shit. Yeah. And, and you know, get back to fuck you. Yeah. Get back to that. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Get, just get back to that. If you can just get back to telling somebody to go fuck themselves. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's yeah. all oh, you, you got to do. masturbate to me? Uh, I bet you can't even find your dick if, <laughs> you right, know, if right, you fucking right, tried. Right. So, I mean, just give it back. Yeah. Don't go on this fucking rage tour. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, so I can see the chat and there's a lot of people saying this chick is nowhere near as hot as the prior female host, which is a fact. Right. It's not even debatable. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, if you put those three women all in a row, she would be the last one picked for a fuck contest. Yes. And and if she's upset that it's going to the, the, the sexual nature, if that's what she wants to call it, well... Your your appearance, which is your fault, mm-hmm. the clothes you wear, the way you style your hair, the fucked up shit you put in your face, and the tattoos that you have on your throat, those none of that was present on the other chicks. Yeah, exactly. You I could mean, be as as there is a thing as wankable as as those other chicks. You're a female. Guys will jerk into anything. There is a word. It's called glamorous glamorous is a is a word that's not used very much anymore Mm -mm. it really isn't but it should be 
Some people well, are glamorous. Well, Fergie tried to bring it Some back. people are not. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, mm-hmm. you're either a, you know, I mean, dude, I've been in bands with dudes like just chick magnets. They're like chick magnets. All the chicks go to them, you know? Yeah. And I was never like, oh, well, I can't get any. No, <laughs> yeah. I had plenty on my own, you know? So, I mean, it was never, it. it's never been like it is today where people are just crying about shit because I'm sure somebody will fuck her. I'm no sure. Doubt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not. Uh, she's when you say she's not fuckable she is fuckable she's fuckable to someone i'm only comparing she's, it to the women that she's and, bringing up yeah, being and, compared but, to. but i'm just saying it's like jim jeffries is you know when jim i jeffries, mean i would not fuck jim jeffries no, either. no, no but, <laughs> but like jim jeffries has a has a kind of a skit on this you know he he talks about you know fives and sevens and then you know if you're a five the most you can hope for is a seven yeah you know and if you're a fucking you know seven then you can get an eight or a nine and every once in a while you might get a ten you yeah. know but you're not you have to stay within your rank only if and, you're only if you're shooting for quality right anybody at whatever number can hit everything below them right exactly it's always on yeah, the table yeah it's always exactly like if you're a five you can go all the way down to one yep uh, if you know if you're a 10 you can have any fucking thing you want exactly you know and there's a lot of tens out there no people, and, and there's a lot of fives and there's a lot of do, twos people do not want to live in their own personal reality i'm for all of you out there i'm over 300 pounds and you can about tell by looking at me if someone walked up to me tomorrow and said Hey, Ryan, I don't jerk off to you. I'd be like, fair enough. Yeah. Hey, Ryan, uh, I've never jerked off to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ryan, fair enough. I've never jerked off to you. Yeah. Right. Hold on. Do Thank we need you. to give him a solid four minutes? To I, can say, on us I now? can say that to you now. I've All never right. jerked off All to right. you. Doug, you can mute both of our mics. <laughs> give the floor to him. I got to clap like a seal every time he tells me not to be sexualized. So I'll be like, yeah. hey, that's our buddy Arona being strong. Like, you think. Getting back to what you said a minute ago, Doug, about uh, knowing dudes that are chick magnets. Did any of those guys ever complain about getting hit on by a chick they weren't attracted to? Like, no, oh, I no. can't believe that fucking ugly, dumpy bitch is thinking that she can get with me. Right. No, everyone's flattered. Right. And if you're a person that has never been hit on and then people go, Hey, the girl before you was hotter. Wouldn't you just go, yeah, I have eyes. Right. right. I saw what they were like and what they did. Uh, and they were clearly going for the sexualization of what this channel could be. I'm not that. And I'm not going for that. So I know you're not whacking it to me and comparing me to the prior ones because fucking eyeballs work. Right. But anyway. She goes on to further explain why you should humanize her more because she reads other people's opinions. Oh, the brain on this bitch. Reviews are written and produced by a team of people. There are too many games for one person to shoulder the burden. So we divide and conquer. And when we use language like we or I, that's the reviewer. That's coming from the mouth and experience of the reviewer reading that review. And that's not to say that Gerard, TBH, Adam, or myself don't contribute to the reviews. We absolutely do. But it'll always be in varying degrees and take a whole team behind us. That's why we're X-Play and not Adam-Play. We have done the experiment and controlled for the variables. 
Adam will read a script written by the same writer that I will read the other half of the script for, but I'll be the one flamed. And yeah, it also happens to Gerard and TBH, but that doesn't discount... Okay, 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 okay. This is a long, like, who gives a fuck, whatever the fuck you're saying. We read reviews, yet I'm the only one that gets hate. Okay, you're not that important. They're getting hate, too. You're just having a big me complex right now. And then she turns around and goes, sure, it happens to the guys, too. But because I'm a woman, I should get special, delicate treatment because obviously I'm too fragile to handle criticism. Is basically what she's coming out saying. Yeah. And so all she's doing on this entire thing is saying, I'm a woman, I should be respected, and I can't take criticism. Which is kind of what the people are saying. <laughs> it's like, you're a woman, you suck, and also you can't take criticism, and I know this is going to get to you. You'd never address the trolls, ever, ever. If yeah. this show ever got trolled by somebody, I would, I would turn it around to be a bit that we laugh about. I wouldn't come on here and be like, that guy that gave us the one-star review and said, that gym guy has no fucking comedic timing or any talent whatsoever. I would make a whole fucking 30-minute fun, you know, laughing bit about it. Yeah. And it would obviously not be funny because he's right. I don't have comedic I timing. I would say, thank you, sir. Yes. You get it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if you thought that you were going to get something yeah. different, yeah. but you, like, you landed on the real <laughs> truth of the matter. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. hit and the nail on the head. You're the first one to figure us out. Fucking, you got it all figured out, guy. <laughs> the sexism of how it happens to me when it does. Both things can be true, that there is a general hatred of any change that isn't Adam and that all receive special flame just for being a woman. And I wish I could turn the camera around so that you could see the incredible team that make X-Play. Half of our producers and writers are women. Emily, Abby, Megan, Joe, Jake, Zipper, Gabby. The camera it goes on Zipper? and on and on. Former writers that are now on ATOS like Vanessa. When you're in our Zipper DMs or on those YouTube <laughs> comments or in Twitch chat right now, she those swallows. reactionary threads thinking that I'm somehow ruining your current X-Play experience because you can't objectify me how you previously did to Morgan or that I'm somehow less qualified to speak on something but you can't quite put your finger on why even though I'm reading the exact same script as Adam but you have no problem with he's Dude, part of it for letting your unconscious biases ruin my day and you're gatekeeping the gaming space. So maybe for 2022 we be a bit nicer, a bit more self-reflective and we enjoy the fact that people are working hard to make free content for you. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Peace. <laughs> Peace, yo. Peace out, yo. Uh, yeah, look. Fuck that. Look, I, and I agree with your last statement wholeheartedly. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Yeah. So I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Just because I don't like you. But uh, I'm I'm not. Look, I'm a little look, more interested in who this zipper chick is. Yeah, zipper. Yeah, you know, zipper. zipper. Yeah, what is it? Name I, like zipper. I don't even need to see it. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna whack it to you. Yeah, because well, your your name makes yeah. me think that you're probably into crazy shit. I think yes, yeah, probably that, into crazy women. <laughs> but according to her, but yeah. I I'm just going by her. It, anyway, she's uh, probably like the gimp from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, this is. <laughs> This is another. Uh, I got a big fucking problem. This is, this is another example of the what did I say? Point oh 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 three percent. You know, <laughs> yeah. preaching to the fucking rest of us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not gonna <laughs> accuse anybody of anything. But that chick, 
is uh has problems. She has some problems, but she has some points. She does. Mm-hmm. I, I I get I get the anger of being ugly. I I'm an ugly person myself. Um, it makes me angry just to look in the mirror. Uh, I'm just like, look at you, you know. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, <laughs> How dare you look back How at me dare like you this? Look back at me. <laughs> stop making eye contact. Stop. Stop it. But but no, I mean, um, there, there's the you know there's the people that uh, I have a friend of mine, a, a really good friend of mine. He's like a brother to me. We have always called him and his family the beautiful people, <laughs> and he fucking hates it. <laughs> he hates it, but they are beautiful people, dude. That his kids, his wife, him—they're just like the perfect fucking. You could see them in a fucking beach commercial, you know, they're or symmetrical. Something. Yeah, yeah, and 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 he's always hated that, you know. He's they're always the hated people it. in the photo but, frame, like the the, yeah. the yeah, yeah, picture that comes with they it. Are, they yeah. are, and you know who I'm talking about when you. Uh, are on a show that a lot of people are going to watch or hopefully a lot of people listen to this one day and they come at us with shit. I would love that. Mm. I would love it because just like Jim was saying, you, if you don't, if you don't, uh, uh, not attack, but if you don't retort, you have to have a retort to anything that comes your way that to turn it into something funny. Yeah, where even the guy that is fucking doing the shit to you will laugh. We'll have a laugh in the end. Yeah, that's because that's what you're entertaining. I mean, that's what her job is to entertain. And when you take your entertainment on a rant display, um, which is what we do all the time. We're not entertainment. I don't think we entertain anyone. We, we but, rant at the general world, right? Not at a group of our own audience, right? Exactly. Like, and and who not the fuck does that. And and we don't take comments and shit. At the, I mean, you know, the one like the one star comment. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, the guy that gave us one star. Fucking love you, guy. Yeah, we give had, us. You know, <laughs> we had two one star uh, review or ratings. Yeah, they didn't even have the balls to leave a review. Right. And I'm like, tell us how yeah. bad we suck. Yeah, tell yeah, us, please. Yeah. That's that's only going to make me have more fun with it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, trust me, I enjoy getting flamed. I don't give a fuck. Like, I will go out and say very unpopular things, and probably things about people that, uh, in retrospect, I probably wish that I might not have said at the time, but I'll still fucking do it and stand by it and say, yes, I said that. Right. Right, um, and 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 if you, as long as you stand by what you say, and and just as long as you know who you are as a person, and you can get that across to anyone. Yeah. If 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 people take like one little fucking fraction of which is what happens every day now, they'll take one little snippet of something. Mm-hmm. And they'll define that person by that one little snippet of whatever that fucking person said. Yeah. And that just grinds me to my fucking core because there's so much shit that we say on here that somebody could take one little line out of and turn us into Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've seen that's it happen. me every week. And, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> you haven't done it yet this week, but, no, no. but it's coming. But I'm just, uh, I'm no, just saying, I'm just saying, way. you can do that with anyone. Yeah. You can do that in any conversation. If you, 
if you talk to a person on a personal level, like not, I'm not talking about being on TV or being in public or whatever. I'm talking about, and it's just like Jim Brewer was saying, if you knew, if you knew half of what the celebrities that you love and you fucking adore, Mm -hmm. if you knew half of what they did, you would be like fucking disgusted. Yeah, you'd sure. be totally disgusted. You'd be fucking yeah, you, torches and pitchforks yeah, after exactly. Them. And and that's the way I see a lot of what is happening with with every everything. Yeah, it's uh, and then you got people like her who, you know, obviously they're paying her money to do this. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess whoever signs her check is probably the. I would guess, you know, uh, a really a, a Democrat. I would, I would guess, I would guess whoever signing that check. It's a, a pro doxing Democrat um, is, is who her boss is, and and it's he's a, on record saying. And I hate to even say that. I hate to even say that they're a Democrat because I know some really good Democrats, and I know some really good Republicans, and I know it's a. But when you when it comes down to what we're seeing and what we're hearing and what we're being fed every fucking day through our algorithms that we're all stuck in mm-hmm. it's even our algorithm this this totally blows my fucking mind that when you look up similar podcasts to us it's Sean Hannity and Glenn Beck and fucking it's all of this right wing shit yeah. that I'm like uh, I'm like really you know I mean is it because uh, I mean, we yeah, of course we have talked politics, mm-hmm. and it's it's going to happen. But I would not. I mean, you obviously, yes, you're you're definitely I'm a on the right side, right winger, and uh, the right wing doesn't go right enough. And and I'm and I'm the guy that sees good on both sides. You know, I I, I see good shit on both sides, and nobody in the middle fucking catching them. And so. When when I say Democrat is signing her check, I mean it in the way that the that I'm being pushed uh, politically by the Democratic Party at this time, which is the snowflakes and and uh, all uh, everything that they push, everything that they push, equality for all, and uh, and I get I get the equality for all. Fuck until the law is e- equal, nothing's going to be equal. I mean, I, I'll just go ahead and say that now. And it, as long as, you know, if Bill Clinton's not in prison, but Jeffrey Epstein did go to prison and now he's dead, mm-hmm. how is that equality? How is, how, is, how is that equal shit under the law? It's not. And so for someone to come on and try to say equal rights for whatever, Whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. You can't get equal rights on anything until you have equal rights under the law. And everything else is bullshit. Uh, that, that's the way I see it. I see all the gay rights, the Black Lives Matter. I see all of that shit as bullshit until the actual law itself is equally applied. No matter who the fuck you are. How much money you got? What attorney you hire? Mm-hmm. Whether you get, dude, the the guy that fucking you know robbed a liquor store with a gun that wasn't loaded, and fucking gets a a court appointed attorney, mm-hmm. and winds up in prison for fucking twelve years or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you got a guy that fucking peddles 
children knowingly that's a priest of a fucking church mm-hmm. and you just move him around who's worse who's the worst guy i would say the fucking priest is yeah now and what i would say and, and that and that is never going to change it's what, not going to change because it's so entwined in the corruption of the country and what i would say is it should not be against the law to burn that priest at the fucking stake it's, in the town square. Exactly. And 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 that's what I'm saying. And you do that with law, every other type of degenerate. The and, guy who robs a liquor store and, gets treated just like the priest. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and like I said, that's why I, I think the right wing doesn't go right enough. That Until the law is applied equally, then, then nothing else matters. Yeah. And in and, and the, the whole, and, the, and it gets down to what I'm talking about with this chick. She's, she's out there. On a political fucking stump, but it's basically, this is politics. This is all that is. All that is, is fucking politics. It's women's rights. It's, 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 it's politics. Anytime you get into a fight about rights of shit, it's politics. And she is pissed off because no, you're not, you're not that hot. You're fuckable. Yes, you are fuckable. I'm not going to say you're not fuckable. Somebody will fuck you. But maybe if you weren't wearing a fucking triple XL fucking overcoat, we and, could tell if you're fuckable or and, not. And, you're and, not even and, giving us the option. And again, I mean, we're and, more likely to put it in your mouth than anywhere else to shut you the fuck up. And again, I get to the word glamorous. You know, that's what made stars stars in the she's 50s, choo- the 60s, she's the 70s. choosing to not be attractive. And, and she's upset that she's getting a reaction based on her choices. Right. She doesn't like that there is a reaction to her that's different than what her little box of influence, her, her sphere of influence, her friends, whatever, that think just like her. When something from outside of that comes in, it knocks her for a loop. Right. Because and she doesn't know how to respond and to And you it. say political, and I, and I get that. I, I think politics takes culture and then takes what it, what it can glean out of that to make them more advantageous right. to get people riled up. Exactly. To me, I wouldn't say this is political. I'd say it's cultural. Her culture is very different than mine. Right. And most everybody else that's in these chats. Because think about what her job actually is. It's to give reviews about video games. Well, newsflash, motherfuckers. I don't know if you know what the demographics are of video game players, but it still leans traditionally majority male. And most of those uh, individuals are fucking nerds, dweebs, and people that have a hard time talking to women. Yeah. So when Have a hard time talking to anybody. True. So when you get used to this platform, platforming hot chicks all the time, and that was your only release and outlet to see something that you might think maybe one day I could be with an Olivia Munn because she's like me. She does, she does the things I would want a woman to do. And all of a sudden this fucking train wreck comes screaming at you. Doing that is only going to get you more of the thing that you claim that you don't want. Right. Exactly. Because you don't understand culture because your cultural box doesn't, doesn't mesh well with any of the others. And you, the first way to get outside of your own way is to have a sense of humor. Because if you can laugh at things that you don't understand or that you disagree with, you're going to have a much better life because life is all about bumping into other people and other trains of thought and other ways of looking at things and reacting to things. You're going to run into shitty people, good people, funny people, not funny people, fat people, skinny people, blah, 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 blah. redfish, bluefish, all that shit. If, 
if you let it be known that that freaks you out when you in, encounter that, those people are not going to be attracted to give you more of that. Exactly. To fuck yeah. with you more. Mm-hmm. To make you, now they see blood in the water. Yeah. You yeah, gave they see them, your weakness. They gave, you just gave them everything they wanted. Yeah. Because they're nameless, faceless fucks that are just typing behind a keyboard. Right. They're just trolling. There's nothing she could say about them, given where her culture is. She's not clever or creative enough to fucking flame these guys to a point where it actually makes it change. Right. She's yeah. never going to win them over to the point where this stops. She's going to get it fucking 10 times well, harder. Well, that's the point. I mean, what's what are you trying to achieve? Yeah. I mean, if you're just trying to get a pat on the back from your peers, then job well done. But if you're actually trying to make worthwhile change to the people that you're actually supposedly talking to, then all you've done is further turn them off to what you are trying to bring them around to. And all these fucking simps that are on the fucking stage with her clapping along like fucking seals, they're the problem. Yes, it's of course guys they are. like them in her life that have given her this false sense of fucking entitlement to where she thinks that this is ex- not only acceptable, but is worthy of applause. Yes, you put them in their place. The guy should be like, I mean, come on. Let's look at what we were doing here at G4. We had chicks wrestling in an oatmeal. We had them in leather fucking singlets uh, doing very suggestive gestures. Right, right. Um, we had them having hot dog eating contests. We were cupping their breasts. Why would... Yeah, yeah, this is very different from that. We're going in a new direction. So if that's what you came here for, sorry to let you down. We're here to just strictly talk about games and not have any of that sex play shit. This might take a little while for you to get used to, but that's what we're that's where we're at. The guys... But the guy's applauding this. Like, yes, this video game review platform is now going to be a fucking uh, a podium for feminism. Well, change the name of your show because you're not the thing that you made a name off of. You're now something different. So you're you're using it's like. Coca-Cola coming out and all of a sudden only selling water. No, she, she, You'd be like, it, what the fuck is this? this is I just, came here for Coke. This is just a chick that lost her mind. Uh, but it's a symptom of... Because of a, a comment, I guess, that someone made. Is that the? I guess that's the deal. It's the whole chat flaming her saying, this right. broad's fucking disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, I've said it a thousand times before. It's the reliance of, from everyone else for their self-esteem to be based on everyone else right. instead of their own self-worth. Right. Right. And yeah. and and that's what I'm saying is she just lost it, you know? And yeah. and obviously she doesn't have the spine for the job that she has. Yeah. And I'm so, sure I'm sure there's some listeners going, "Well, aren't you guys spending a whole lot of time ranting and bitching about this chick having an opinion that you don't like?" And I'd say, "Good catch." My whole point is is that this is the failure of the men in her life the men around her have <laughs> failed her into thinking that she's something other than what she is and that she's not worthy of you know catching shit it's like honey if i was your father i would say what the fuck did you think was going to happen you're on the internet right yeah like are they did they find you out of a fucking phone book and just decided to start hounding you and calling your house, telling you that they're never masturbating to you? Like, no, no, you yeah. put yourself on the fucking internet. If you don't want to see trolls, don't hang out under the bridge. 
Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. But I thought it was fucking hilarious. If uh, if you want even more fucking hilarious takedowns of this Brad, just go on YouTube and type in G4 Meltdown and just watch. This thing has gotten fucking ripped to shit all over the internet by much more um, qualified wordsmiths than ourselves. But I wanted to bring it up on the show and uh, just toss it around, have a little fun. Bless her heart. <laughs> you know, she's just a snowflake, man. Yeah. She's just another snowflake. Yeah. Toughen up if you're going to live on the internet, she's, sweetie. She's just she's just a, another snowflake, and it's 33 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> and rising. Yeah. That global warming. Yeah. But anyway, kind of a disjointed show. I, I'll be honest, I was... Pretty much only focused on uh, a football game last week. I wasn't really paying attention to shit. I know there's a lot of funny shit going on with Biden right now. He's losing his shit publicly on camera. He they have to keep like dragging him to Delaware to keep him out of the public eye. <laughs> there's a lot of funny shit happening there. It's terrifying. Also, um, you know, shelves are empty and shit like that. I will say this: I went to Walmart for the first time in a very long time uh, a couple days ago when we got snow here because I wanted to make a chili. If it's snowing. Bet your fucking ass I'm making chili at the house. And it was the first time I saw bare shelves. And a lot of them. And I was like, uh, is this the Joe Biden thing? Or is this because it's snowing in Georgia? And the answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes to both. But it, like regular shit, not like just milk and bread. It was like fucking everything. Like not even like freak out storm buying shit. It was just like, oh, fuck, there's nothing in the fucking produce aisle i'll tell you something and nobody's that, buying up broccoli when snow hits i'll tell you something you know you know i'm an aldi guy uh i'll tell you something that's strange about aldi no chicken no lunch meat chicken none for m at least two months now yeah it's been two months at least and like they i i i didn't read i was about to say i read i don't read i heard somebody else reading <laughs> a list of the items that have been the most affected by inflation you know, like housing costs have gone up this much percent and rental cars have gone up 40%, which I, I don't, I, I never will understand. Right. Why that? Anyway, but they said the cost of chicken wings has almost doubled. Yeah. Chicken yeah. wings are off the chain. And I'm just like, go to KFC and try to get a 20 piece. Well, that's why they're trying to sell you on that, uh, that fucking, uh, wonder wing or whatever. Right. The right like yeah. the, 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 yeah, the plant-based bullshit yeah. tofu with yeah. the fucking breading on it. Yeah. Uh, hey, people don't eat that shit unless yeah, you. It's uh, disgusting. Unless you want to vomit. Yeah, unless you you want to be next to your toilet the whole time. Yeah, this whole plant disgusting. based everything, and bitches doing this, and Biden being whatever the fuck. Like, just remember those schoolhouse hamburgers that were made out of soybeans. That's what those things were made out of. Well, they were soybean patties, and they it was the most disgusting shit. Oh yeah, I remember it. They turned to like paste when you chew them. It like turned to like paste in your mouth, and you had to put like fucking mounds of ketchup and mustard on the motherfucker just to just to just choke to it down, down, you yeah. know. And uh, but yeah, that was uh, hey, that was public school lunches yeah. back in the day. No, the the food breeding's getting fucking weirder and weirder. Like I saw a video. My algorithms are fucked. By the way, I get the weirdest shit. I had like a fucking 30 minute video where there's a guy out there. His whole channel is just him fucking with food and not like in a gross way where he's like, you know, bathing in it or whatever. <laughs> but this dude took a Big Mac and stuck it in his air fryer 
He was like, uh, I want to see what happens. I'm going to turn it up to 350 degrees and set it for two hours. And he did it. And he gave like incremental updates. He's like, okay, it's 10 minutes. Starting to smell a little funny. <laughs> then he's like, all right, 30 minutes later, surprisingly hasn't caught flame. All right. And then here's the spoiler. I, I know. I know. Everybody's clamoring. They're turning us off to go find this video. After like two hours or however long he did it, it was still intact. The lettuce was yeah. a little fucking uh, frizzled and like kind of droopy. And the top of the bun was slightly charred. But everything else was like as he put it Did in. Did you ever see the guy that sold the McDonald's cheeseburger on eBay? He sold a McDonald's cheeseburger from 1978. Oh, dude. Was it still in the box? Pristine. <laughs> it, the damn thing was, it was, it still looked like a McDonald's cheeseburger. Yeah. It was in my, no mold on the bread, nothing. I was like, it's not bread. <laughs> it was, I was like, you got to be shitting me. And it, for real, it was a 19, I think it's 1978. Look it up. Mm -hmm. it, dude sold it on eBay. Well, for, like, if and you got get, a shitload of money for it, too. I was like, what the fuck? I should have bought a hamburger at McDonald's. I was a kid and just saved it. Yeah, they did that shit on super. <laughs> they did that shit on Super Size Me. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Where they showed the aging of it, and it's like, uh, this should at least have some mold on it. Or something, yeah, yeah, something yeah. should be going on. Yeah. Well, like if you know, uh, or if you've ever like went to a bakery and actually bought like real like this bread was made today, and you have to buy it today, yeah. or we're throwing it out. Yes. If you've ever bought that shit. And like me, you know, right. bread always came in a bag. You, you twist it up and you put this yeah, twisty yeah. tie on it. That shit would still be good two, three weeks right. later. I did the same shit with like some actual, actual bread. In three days, I was like, fuck, it's it was blue. <laughs> <laughs> it was blue in three days. Yeah, I was like, god damn it. But yeah. I did the, I did like the, woo, and then put a zip tie on that bitch. Yeah. And yeah. Nah, yeah. It didn't matter. You it know the like, trick to that? You have to freeze it. Yep. Yeah. You have to freeze that bread. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, um, I, my grandmother taught me that a long time ago. But that's ago. just the difference between real food and the yeah. shit that we've been eating for fucking yep. decades. Yeah. Is... Yeah. My grandma, she used to make her own bread and uh, she would like, you know, she would take it out of the freezer and, uh, and let it sit for like 10 minutes or whatever and cut for toast in the morning. Yep. And then like, if you wanted a sandwich, she would take it out of the freezer and let it sit for a little while again and yeah. then cut it up. Well, and, you know, there's so many, like, immuno response like, kind of diseases out there now. Everybody's got something, like, yeah, you know, I can't eat this, or if I eat this, I'll break out in hives. Yeah, and or, what the fuck? Or all the cancers and all this other shit. It's because we're not eating food. Yeah. And so, I think that uh, the, the surge of extreme feminism might be because their diets are fucked up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go eat some moldy bread, you cunty bitch your maybe. estrogen's off <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly your cut down on the fucking soy <laughs> too much testosterone <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, uh you know i think she probably needs a little testosterone in her life if she if she, she don't need much if she does no just a squirt will do her yeah <laughs> all right that's just all i fucking got for this week <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm just, I I was waiting to see if Arona was going to get racist, but uh, he never I, did. I don't have much in me this no, week. No, hey, if we can make it a full episode without you fucking like going straight fucking Zeke Highland on us, we're uh, that's a win in my book. Yes. <laughs> we'll wait for next week. All right. When well, I'm actually awake. 
All right. Well, uh, until then, give us a fucking one-star review and tell us we suck. I want to have some fun with this show. Yes. Come on, somebody. Or Fuck. give us a five-star and tell us we're awesome. We'll just go right by it. We'll just yeah. go right past it. Yeah. <laughs> tell yeah. me, give, leave me a review or leave us a review saying that you won't masturbate to me. Exactly. Never. Ever. Not even once. Again. Okay. That one time. But <laughs> not again. Not again.